What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another. Let's get the round of applause up with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And that's you. Man, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about this is going to be a class. This is going to be a master class for you young men out there in between the ages of 15 your adolescence, all the way up to 35, maybe some 45-year-olds. For a lot of you people who are stuck in your ways, you single mother raised, peace-sitting-down men, all right, who haven't had any men around you to counsel you on the ways and wonders of the woman, all right? Shout out to all the people that are in here. This is also going to be a refresher class for the men out here who need a daily dose of that Crimson Capsule or at least that coach gang material. We're talking about the nice guys out here. And that's you. And I know people automatically think when I say nice guys, you think I'm saying to be an asshole. And that's not exactly true. All right. I don't advise being an asshole for no reason at all to a woman. Now, if she gives you a reason, there is a reason to cut that ass slim off. Don't need to be an asshole. Okay. But but I'm not saying to be mean to women. But when you know what we're talking about, when we're talking about the nice guys, and that's you. Right, the people who were trained in the ways of the fantasy world and this whole thing about romance and chivalry. All of these things are mythology, but you believe you're going to get your way into some panties by being nice. Nope. All right, and we automatically know in our heart and in our instinct that that is not true, but we're going to reveal why uh, reasons why men are nice to women, and then we're going to talk about the archetypes of men. I've done the long live stream on that one. I meant to reference it. But I didn't have time. And then we're also going to talk about why nice guys get taken advantage of. All right. We're going to talk about why you're in a situation you're in and you constantly find yourself in the situation you're in um, uh, in regards to women. And then you keep coming up. You keep coming up with an L. I'm going to tell you how you keep coming up with an L. All right. So first things first. First things first. We're going to do a little bit of news and review. We're going to get to all of that uh, news and review, uh, update you on a couple of interesting stories. And uh, we're going to tell you also, also, how you let your voice be heard here and sponsor today's show. Dollar Sign CGA Live is how you do it on the Cash App or on the PayPal. It's going to be uh, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. The links are in the description box if you would like. And then at some point, I'm going to throw them up in the live chat. Okay. What is today? Thursday? Today's Thursday. You can get members-only content right there on Locals. We do the Seeking Arrangement streams or the Sugar Baby streams, uh, revealing to you that women are going through all kinds of ways. This is one of the first stories to survive in this economy. Okay, I don't want anyone to ever believe uh, because men, you know how, it, how tough it is out here economically. It is more expensive to be a woman, okay, by far. Men, we can be very simple, very frugal, very minimalist, and we can pass through this world easily. OK, without without consuming very much women, on the other hand, cannot do that. They are very impulsive and emotional on their buying needs. Not only that, they do have uh, other things that they that that require excessive amount of money to preserve their looks or at least their status. All right. Even their status. So if they go to work um, and they are a working power, uh, what do they call them? A power babe, a boss bizich. All right. If they're a boss bizich. All right. Uh, they can't be seen out here lacking. They can't let their guard down on 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 way on the way they appear. So that's going to require a significant amount of money. With that being said, in this economy, 
if you hear any woman, damn near any woman say that they're making it on their own, that's a damn lie. I'm going to tell you, I mean, it's very much a lie because some of you men aren't making it on your own right now. You ain't making it at all. All right. And so credit card debt, consumer debt, student loan debt, all of that stuff plays a part in that. And here's a story real quick before we acknowledge the people who have come in here early. Pause. <laughs> come in here early. What's that about, coach? Jeez. Pause. Uh, here's a story right here that was in the, uh, I guess it was published published all over uh, the AP. It says right here, New York City woman sells her eggs to help pay down $165,000 of student loan debt. I don't know if eggs are that $165,000 worth of eggs. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, what about the times you went right there? Okay, maybe she did. Is this right? She donated eggs five times and earned 46K, which barely made a dent. Uh, like I said, she donated more than eggs. I got money. Uh, but they don't need no man, right? They don't need no man. They don't need no man. They don't need no man. Do we have a picture of her? Let's give her up. Oh, there she is right there. Oh, boy. As we predicted, as as Coach predicted, it's a Kaylee. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Now, people have to understand, I am not making fun of these people. I'm making fun of this ideology that is coming back and nipping them in the ass. All right. I guarantee you, while she was in college, while she was in college, she was donating more than them eggs. All right. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, more than eggs were getting donated. All right. Let's see what else was getting donated. Hey, man, the coach never lies. The coach never lies. And this, these are the people willing to talk about these stories. This is a young woman who turned down all kind of nice guys all throughout her college. And so she can what? So I could focus on my career. Yeah, I'm going to be career. I'm going to be big time. I'm going to be famous. What's your degree in? All right, let's see what her degree is in real quick. Uh, uh, Cassandra Jones has tried really hard to get rid of her student loan debt, including donating her eggs, including including donating her eggs i got money oh what else did you donate all right i i already know man it says jones age 28 of new york city shout out to new york city she's a freelance videographer specializing in public health communications social media content strategy and she works primarily with nonprofit organizations and graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology what bro these nonprofit people bro <laughs> as you guys know if you work for nonprofits i believe if you work for 10 years continuously uh you can you can get your student loan debt wiped off so i believe that's why they do these things uh work into some sort of uh, nonprofit in which then they can get their debt wiped off that's one of the reasons he did that after earning her bachelor's degree in kinesiology i would diss her but i have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology too all right here we go so I'm not going to diss her. It is a science degree <laughs> and a master's in public health. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Jones found herself in $165,000 in student loan debt. Um, Let me say something. I do have a master's in sports science as well. So, uh, but I'm not 106. I would never 
have my child go to school for those degrees and it racks up to 165. You ain't even going to make 165 in four years, bro, with that degree. Jesus. I'll probably, he says, she says, I've probably wasted a year of my life getting financial advice, going to workshops, researching on the internet and talking to people, applying for grants and scholarships to no avail, to no avail. And it says there are very little success. Yeah, bro, you got a Kines degree and a public health degree and you're working in nonprofit and you're a freelance videographer selling peace leave on the side and donating eggs. Bro, how many hustles is that? How many hustles in that? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. You look like a freshman. Who's advising these people, man? That got to be the worst path to debt servitude I've ever heard. She got five in 10 hustles, two work, well, one and a half, one worthless degree, the master's in public health, and you ain't even using it. Sincere, she said she began thinking about the cost of college when she was 15 years old. I'll, I'll, I'll skip that part. Let's go ahead and well, what else you were thinking about? All right, this here's right here. She attended the junior college at Pasadena City College. Okay. All right. She was at the junior college. And uh, what happened? While she was there, she earned two associate's degrees, then transferred to the University of Laverne. And then it says right here, how did she get to NYU? Good Lord. Who's advising these young women? This is absolutely abominable. As to people saying that this is going to be a path of this is going to be a path to freedom to you. Ladies, ladies, listen, we don't need to even explore. This is not even a path to freedom. This is a path to slavery. And you guys think you're getting independent. I don't know what to tell these young women today, but they're completely being misled. I mean, that is not a path to freedom at all. By the time you dig yourself out or by the time some man digs himself out of you, you'll be 45 years old talking about. And that's you. In the meantime, I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. They be strong and independent. Boy, oh boy, I tell you, man, I, I, I even try to tell my own daughter. I'm like, man, you better have a plan out here. These goofballs will mislead you for real. All right. And for some reason, just like men fall for the nice guy thing, women fall for this idea that they they're going to just be independent of men or a man that's going to tell them what to do meanwhile their student loan debt uh bill arrives in the mail every week so that's a man telling you what to do your boss tells you what to do your five hustles tell you what to do your sugar daddy tells you what to do the man don't uh extracting the eggs from your uterus tells you what to do I mean, you constantly have men telling you what to do. Yo, Chad and Tyrone tells you what to do. Flip over, rub it, back it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no. And then you go home to that lonely kitchen at night. One of these days, I'm going to find me a nice guy. After I settle down, get my career, get my apartment, buy my one-bedroom, three-bathroom townhouse. After I show him that I have something to bring to the table. After I island hop, after I study abroad. After I rack up countless amounts of debt, credit card debt and student loan debt, I'll find me a nice man to take all of that, all of those leftovers. I'll even have another man's baby in the process. This is a great, great plan. <laughs> Yikes. Man, I be trying to warn my daughter like, bruh, because my daughter's in the age because this woman said she started thinking about this at 15. My daughter's uh, well past that. And I'm like trying to tell her like, yo, 
And I'm like, this economy is rough. You, I know what girls just a little bit past your age are doing. I, I know. I know what they're doing on the side. You, you don't want to be out here in these streets. In these streets. I'd be trying to warn her. I'd be like, don't listen to these people. Don't listen to your guidance counselor. They, she going to lead you astray. Oh, you know what you could be? You could be a rabbit veterinarian. <laughs> right. They send them this old. They, then they go to the junior college. Then they spend four years at the junior college while working at Subway, selling eggs and being a sugar baby. Oh, and then they transfer. They transfer finally over to the veterinarian school. Barely. They rack up 200,000. Vets make a lot of money, though. They do make a lot of money, but it's hard to get into the vet program. And by the time you get into the program, you hate rabbits. <laughs> you don't even want to do it no more. You're like, oh, well, this is my path. I don't even want to do it anymore. So you settle with being, he said, vets are a good job nowadays for all the cat ladies. Yeah, it would be. But, but then by the time you get to the point, you've grown up. Now you're not 16 thinking about being a rabbit vet. Now you're 21 trying to transfer out of a junior college after working, making Subway sandwiches for men all day. But you refuse to make a sandwich for your man. All right. All the construction workers come in. Uh, what do you want on your subway sandwich? All right. She puts on the mayo and the mustard. What else you want? Uh, it's lettuce, you know, turkey, whatever the hell you want on your sandwich. You make 80 sandwiches for men all day. And then you come home and you say you're strong and independent and you'll never make a sandwich for your man. Mm. <laughs> like, God dang. I tell you, man, being a free agent is the way to go. I mean, get yourself off of this mindset and implantation, man. It's absolutely crazy out here. Racking up debt. All right, let me get to these contrib contributors in here. All right, who do we got? Mr. Reed is in the building for delivery. He says, thanks for delivering uh, great content day in and day out. These are all lessons for you. Listen, I went through the fire already. I appreciate you over there. JL, tuition coach. Thank you, man, for now ninja watching. I appreciate that. Jay is in the building. He says, uh, show idea. There are more than, there are more of them, women, than good men. There are more women than there are good men. Interesting. There are more of them than there are good men. That's, that's actually true. Well, I mean, statistically, there are more women than there are men. I believe uh, there was a content creator that talks about that and said, uh, it might've been Kevin Samuels, but I've heard other people say it too. Um, you know, Kevin's all been given credit for saying everything in here. And then when we say it, you stole that for Kevin. I'll be like, what? <laughs> all right. But I believe somebody said if everybody paired up in a monogamous relationship, which we're not monogamous society, but that that's neither here or there. If everybody paired up, there'll be two more, two million available women. Cause there's 53% of our population is women. So if everybody just paired up, there'll be 2 million surplus women left. <laughs> so it's like they still left out in the cold. All right. Now you now you throw in all of the rest of the things that they deal with that they're trying to battle and overcome and say this shouldn't matter. They're literally uh, making it tougher on themselves. Like you're still going to be left out. No, you're going to be left out no matter what. All right. But this entitlement to believe that they should they can just hold out uh, forever. I think, man, that is actually they're abusing themselves. <laughs> oh man, it's so it's so sad to see. But in the meantime, I got money. Shout out to Moose Hefner. He says, Coach, I emailed you a new Martin Luther Lee stare. I'm gonna debut that today. Let's see if we can debut to that. I appreciate that. Moose, Jason Webb, 
in the building again. Very generous super chat. Jason just drops. He don't even say nothing. <laughs> he just drops. He just drops money and he skedaddles. I appreciate that too. Shout out to Jonathan Ellison. He says, Coach, I know you are busy, but uh, looks like we need a free agent lifestyle two book. I know. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I'm going to have to update the book. I mean, I had a book idea and I it got slowed down because I'm this year's been crazier than normal. But I think there is another thing that needs to come out because even since I wrote it, times have changed significantly. I wrote the book in 2018. It was published in 2019. Now we've accepted, I think in the last three years, I've aged 10 years physically. <laughs> I mean, and most people have um have have definitely aged five years in a two-year period. Right. If you look at my if you look at my videos from 2018, I still got I still got pepper in my beard. <laughs> right. And I physically feel different. You know what I mean? Most of y'all got the pokey poke. So y'all definitely aged 10 or 15, 20 years. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, man. That was that book came out in 20 before. It's crazy. But you're right about that. There, there has to be something done. I was thinking about it, and I talked myself out of it. And then I was like, maybe, but maybe that's confirmation that I need to do it. ETC, ready to work. I'm a nice, jokey man, and it's killing me. Oh, that guy. Oh, you're the jokester. You're the sense of humor guy. I love a man with a sense of humor. When was the last time you were telling jokes, and she would just start taking down her panties? You know what I mean? You were joking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I just try to, <laughs> oh, I love it to see you laugh. And she just over there eating it up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take off my clothes. She started wiggling. Ooh, and she started taking her panties off. <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Not that that ain't never happened, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when was the last time you seen comedians just getting all the peace leave? You know what I mean? Other than, you know, Eddie Murphy and all that. So anyway, you know, the nice guy, the nice jokey guy, you're just basically trying to soften, soften your approach and to be endearing to her using humor. I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. Now, unless you become famous and do it, that's different. All right. Anyway, uh, last couple of real fit styles is in the building. He says, Biden, Biden is forgiven or forgiving, I believe you mean, uh, student loan debts. No, he's not. He's using that. They're using that for the election. When will you guys wake up? Not you. Not, not you. I'm talking about when will the lemmings, the normies wake up to that? They're going to promise everything during an election year. This is an election year. Censorship is heightened. Emotions are tight. The media goes crazy. Uh, people start deleting each other. I mean, you know, they create the, the you know, the, 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 um, the, the, the alphabet organizations start going nuts. And then they start making empty promises. Dude, he, why didn't he push that in? Look, they ran on that last time. Why didn't he push it in now? Why didn't he push it through before the midterms? That would have almost gave him a slam dunk guarantee. But no, the midterms are coming up. I'll forgive some. No, he's not. He's going to forgive five to 10 grand at best. At best. 
right? We know that. We know that, but the normies don't. And then they're just going to sit there. I hear them all the time on Dave Ramsey. Should I wait until Biden cancels the student loan debt? You're basically have them interest free right now. Pay it down. Nope. Nope. All right. Shout out to David says for the hardest working man on YouTube. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate that. Look, I'm going to get into a couple of points. Then I'll come back. I'll come back to the PayPal. I'll come back to the PayPal. Let's let's put this up. Interesting stuff here. Watch this. So I could focus on my career. Remember that woman right there, that sound bite? Remember that sound bite? I'm going to play something for you guys. I'm going to have to turn this down. This woman's name is Busy Phillips right here. So I could focus on my career. Remember that woman right here? Well, well let's play you something real quick. This woman right here, this is Busy Phillips. We're going to play the sound bite that I took from her, but we're going to explain. She's going to explain why it was important for her to focus on her career. Let's see if she mentions it here. Sitting in Los Angeles. Here it is. Here it is. This is important. This is important. Sitting in Los Angeles in my beautiful office of my own late night talk show. Soon I would be driving my hybrid car to my beautiful fucking home to kiss my two beautiful and healthy children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so i could focus on my career oh oh, hold up let's play that last five seconds again off to husband who husband who had taken the year off to parent so i could focus on my career Husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. Interesting. And I have all of this. All of it. Oh. Because. What? Because. (laughs) Because. (laughs) I was allowed bodily autonomy at 15 uh say what uh wait a minute martin you got anything for that one martin yeah martin what you think about that one right there right there martin (laughs) wait a minute what wait because you can because you can murder your child in the womb at 15 you can focus on your career. So I could focus on my career. Is that is that what you just said? All right, Martin. You got you got anything for this one, Martin? All right, good Lord. Let's continue on here. I will not be shamed into being quiet. We will not be shamed into being quiet never again. I stop talking about my abortion or my periods or my experiences in childbirth my episiotomies my yeast infections or my ovulation that lines up with the moon i am a nasty woman well that's very interesting interesting well let's go back to this part because this is important children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so i could focus on my career now that part right there stands out 
Because, unfortunately, they're getting a divorce. <laughs> oh, no. Say it ain't so. What? Not the husband who taken a year off so she can focus on her career. So I can focus on my career. Not the husband who took a year off to focus on my career. No, you guys aren't getting divorced, are you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> guys, what do I tell you? It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. You can line up with their ideologies all day long. You can sympathize for their politics all day long. You can hashtag believe anything that they want to come up with. And you can have her put out here her bodily autonomy and all these reckless things that they're telling these young women, leading them to slaughter. And then ultimately, bait and switch will come up and you will have to figure out what goes on. She split from her husband. Let's figure out what happened here. Busy Phillips has opened up about her separation from husband Mark Silverstein, who took the year off to parent so she can focus, so she can. So I can focus on my career. After 15 years of marriage. It says right here, Phillips revealed during an episode of her podcast, she's probably watching me right now, that she separated from the screenwriter in February 2021, right during, right during the lockdown, while their two children we won't mention their names, have known about the divorce right here. So I could focus on my career. Phillips and Silverstein went back and forth on how to share the decision with the rest of the world. Yeah, because you went out there and bragged about him taking the year off to parent so you can. So I could focus on my career. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. It says right here. Uh, she released a statement about their separation uh, made not only her, but also Silverstein, Silverstein, truly ill. Yeah. She says right here, uh, you can only do what's right for you and your family, whether or not you have a public facing life and that you don't have a you don't have to follow a conventional idea just because it's been done before. They they decided that the best way to ensure the privacy of their children was not to be involving the public when they first separated. Oh, but you didn't have no problems saying this right here. You didn't have no problems saying this in public. And my husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. Hey, gentlemen, it doesn't pay to be the gump husband. He took a year off to parent so they can focus on her career. And guess what he got him? He got him divorced, ultimately. He got his ass divorced. <laughs> like, like, don't think it's working, guys. This is you guys. This was Silverstein when he was taking a year off right here. I'm winning, coach. See, it ain't true. So I could focus on my career. Hey, man, it ain't true, coach. I'm winning in my marriage. All I have to do is march this ball down the field, get one first down, and kick the folk, kick the field goal, and I'm going to win marriage, and you're going to be wrong, coach. You're going to be wrong. I'm going to win. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good man. You take the year off and parent so you can focus on my career. I can focus on my career and it'll be the best thing ever. 
Dude, guys, will you listen to me? This is not designed to be this way. What we're doing is against nature in 150 different ways. But they, you, you think she's going to be happy, and soon, soon, all of a sudden, guess what? All of a sudden, she comes in one day after you sacrifice to parent and take a year off to focus on her career. And then at some particular point, two years, five years down the line, she says, I'm not happy. <laughs> she ain't happy. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I did all this sacrificing back then. You should be happy. Think about what sacrifices we made. Think about what we work towards, what we build. And she goes, well, that means nothing to me. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy right now. So we need to solve this problem. Let's go to marital counseling. And forget about some marital missionary. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Let's head over to the PayPal. Congratulations to the Phillip family. By the way, his last name is Silverstein. And his, her last name is Phillips. Uh, stage name, no doubt. All right, stage name, no doubt, I'm sure. Is Busy her real name, too? That's an interesting name, Busy. She a busybody. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get these through. Rockaway Rob says, please check out the article in the New York Post title. Where are the men of courage? They gone. They're, he says they're gonna. They're gone. Oh, they're gone. Thanks to toxic masculinity. It definitely resonates, resonates with what you're preaching. Sorry, man. My reading comprehension today. It takes me a while to warm up. Right. But uh. He says the good men are gone thanks to toxic masculinity. Uh, yeah, man, look, the worst thing you can do is have a society where men are 100% controlled, trying to, trying to balance between what women want and what society needs. What women want and what society needs is often going to be in opposition depending on the situation. But then when the situation changes, they, then they'll say, hey, this is what we need you to do. Come to the rescue. Be a man. Protect. Provide. But then they want you to not manspread. They want you to not cut them off. They want you to listen to their ideas. They, it's, it's crazy. No flex zone in the building. Shout out to Fly Zone Apparel. He says, Coach, last night, I saw a 64-year-old woman on seeking arrangements. Wow. Get, wow. Game over. Again, seeking is about to be pretty much dead because the, the normies have invaded. The normies have invaded, and they're going to bring their tender philosophy over there. But a lot of them, I, wow, sixty-four, wow, it's that's 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 delusional. All right, I think the the height of that platform should be thirty-five. And the reason why I say thirty-five, I mean those aren't people that I'm going to be with, but the guy can be sixty-five, right? And so that might be in his wheelhouse, a thirty-five-year-old, forty. Uh, why? What 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 age man is going? I'll take a forty-year-old. I mean. There are some out there, but no. I mean, what age does that guy have to be? 75? And he ain't using no app, right? He already got a boat. Shout out to B. Scott. He says, I think uh, women know deep down that as a man, you're better than them. Well, this is true. This is the penis envy philosophy. So when you demonstrate low value, like simping, being afraid to talk to them, being vulnerable, etc., they can't help but be turned off. Man, you hit home with that. A lot of men are scared, and we talk about not approaching, and it's not because of fear of fear of rejection. It's the validation part of it. But um, um, I think women naturally are inclined to know, understand that we are stronger, 
We are better. This is why they're always competing with us. And we very little or very seldom are competing with them. They're always competing and measuring themselves against our results. And our results are made very effortlessly. I mean, we sacrifice for these results. And anytime we get results, we never come out and say, look at these results. <laughs> you know what I mean? We never do that. On the other hand, they're doing it. And we're like, we're not even competing with y'all. <laughs> like, we compete with society, the barbarian, bosses, hierarchy. You know what I mean? We competing against politics, red tape. We're competing against losing our jobs, other men. We're competing against, we're trying to, we're trying to stay alive. We're actually trying to provide for ourselves and whoever else. Like we're not competing against y'all. We're not even keeping score. <laughs> yeah. All right. But they're constantly keeping score with us. Now there's certain percentage of women doing this versus men. Like we never were like, there's 99% doctors and 0% on the woman's side or 1%. So it's, it's one of those things that actually, um, it's the little sister syndrome. If you ever had a little sister or a little brother, this is what's happening. They're always wanting to be around you. They're always competing against you. They're always can show, I can keep up with you. And then you leave they ass behind. Don't leave me behind. They left me. They ditched me. And then they come home crying to their mama. They ditched me out here. They left. The big boys left. He found, you know, big brother went and found his two homeboys. They went away on their BMX bike, took off uphill let your old punk ass down there <laughs> i can keep up too y'all playing tackle football outside y'all having fun here come the little brother or the little sister i want to play you, you can't play just just stay out i can do it i can play too first damn play bam crying <laughs> drooling swell <laughs> coming back to mama mama they went out there they played too hard against me <laughs> that's what we do all day that's what we face you play a techno bowl i want to play too after you after an hour of crying okay here here's the remote you don't even barely want to play as soon as they get on i'm gonna kick his ass 77 to zero you're going too hard on us you're playing too hard <laughs> like you wanted to get on, didn't you? Now I'm running Bo Jackson play all damn day. You ain't going to tackle me. I know you ain't going to tackle me. The computer can't even tackle me. Bo Jackson. <laughs> Y'all playing too hard. <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. Adrian Paul, shout out to the coach gang over on the Notorious channel. He says, it's where all the good men are. Shout out to everybody, man. I told you to go over to the Notorious CGA channel. We're rebuilding. We're in the rebuilding phase of this program. <laughs> We're in the rebuilding phase. This is a rebuilding year. We got three more. Stay tuned. Deadly Edley is in the building. Shout out to you. Nice guys. Uh, nice guy points, which are redeemable for pets on the cheek and pats on the head expire at midnight. Yes, guys, cash in your nice guy points immediately. Matter of fact, you want you want uh, the payment first and then be nice. That's what you definitely want. Uh, shout out to who do we got here? Cascade is in the house. Please talk about how we became F boys because of RP knowledge. Also, least posts. Oh, post your PayPal on the screen. Took me too long to figure out how to donate. All right. Appreciate that. Um, I can do that. 
All right, <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Last time I posted it, it didn't even take y'all to the right link. So I was like, what in the hell? So I got to figure that out. Last one, Michael Powell. What is going on? He says, uh, well, anyway, nice, nice to know you. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. Uh, anyway, where are we at? My air conditioning just turned off. I have to get my air conditioning going because it is wetting. Look at me. My chocolate skin is glistening. Yeah, they got the eco-friendly California, damn. They didn't shut down my, Gavin Newsom didn't shut down my AC. Oh, it's going to be a little too hot here. You guys got to be a little generous on your AC between the hours of 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. No water, no showers, no air conditioning, no nothing. Or there'll be rolling blackouts all summer. So much for free America. <laughs> right? I'm looking like a sweaty milk dud at this particular point. Look at me. M&M's not supposed to melt in your mouth. They supposed to, hey, ladies, M&M's supposed to melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Yeah, you know, you know, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. <laughs> right? Where are we at here? Oh, goodness gracious. Let's get to these nice guy ass dudes out here. Let's get to you nice guys. You guys remember these guys right here. Boys to men, ABC, BBD. So when Boys to Men came out, uh, they're known for making the simpish mu music. Even they acknowledged in one of their albums, they had a song called Simping. But it was one of their least popular albums, so a lot of people missed it. But even they acknowledged that um, a lot of their imagery was related to simp behavior. And they encouraged a group of men, mainly ugly dudes, nerdy dudes, lames, <laughs> right, that they had a chance of getting women to adore them. Because during this time, th they came out at a time where the music was turning into very much a thuggish type music, very much raunchy, disrespectful to women, if you will. And so they turned the corner and actually capitalized on a market and became the, became the voice of the lame dudes, the nice guys, the simps, the men who are gonna nice their way to women. So this is boys to men. Now, Listen, you can't be mad at what they did. You know, you can call them simps and simp music, but I just think they capitalized on the marketplace. I guarantee you they were clapping cheeks left and right. All right, so I didn't guarantee you they didn't have to simp very much in their personal life to get what they wanted. I mean, I'm just going to say maybe two out of the four of them did not. They were out there slaying it, okay? Oh, simping was on the first album? No, maybe not, I don't know. But um, with that being said, Let's go through some of these things about the nice guy, all right? And what people think I'm saying is that I want men to be bad guys. No, that's not necessarily true. Although, for women in their younger years, they tend to aim extremely high and believe that they are all perfect enough to get the guy who has the most status, in which that guy tends to be someone, since they're getting the results, they typically don't have to go through the hoops and hurdles of the good guy a.k.a. the nice guy. And that's you. And in that option, they have options and they have leverage. So they don't have to do these things. And they're getting multiple strikes at some of these women who are in their youth, in their better years. Don't tell me that these people are better when they're older. No, that's not when most of you want these uh, young ladies, when, women. You want them when they're younger, in their fertile years, in the years where they are at their most visually pleasing in the years where they're more likely to capitalize and monetize themselves, just being a basic woman. So with that being said, 
the guys who are winning aren't the nice guy archetype. So the archetypes typically go like this. I've done a stream on this. You have the Chad Tyrone who he wins, but he loses too. all men lose in essence. But Chad and Tyrone doesn't have to develop any strategies or games. He just is. And people oftentimes think we criticize the Chad or Tyrone, but the Chad and Tyrone oftentimes doesn't know he's a Chad or Tyrone. He's not even aware of it. He's just getting the results of what's happening. He's like, look, man, the girls are throwing it at me. It is what it is. I played with a guy on a football team. And um, this guy, he was a running back. This guy, he was getting, I mean, all through high school, the girls would just come down and lay right on their back, right on their backs for him. And he had girlfriends and it did not matter. Those girls never at one particular point said, um, leave this girl for me. They would just one particular night go and get their uh, brakes beat off. All right. And he'd go over there. He lay in, he lay in there between them and then he bounced. He never had to do that. And that person could come have this rotations of women all through high school. And that, it was, it is. And he played big time football, uh, division one football, and he went and played for the Cowboys. All right. So um, that was a guy I played high school football with. And he had zero problems in that way. And he had girls lie down. It's, it was that easy. And I've actually seen when I worked on college campuses, many football players and basketball players, same scenario. They had to do very little work. They just who were they were, and they got to reap the rewards of women while they were younger, which is what most men are trying to aim for. We're not aiming for 35 and 40-year-old women. Now, men will take them, but we're aiming when we're young, we're aiming for those type of women. But those type of women are easily, not all of them. This is why I say most. They're easily turning over on their back for these type of guys. So that's the Chad Tyrone archetype. He can, he is vulnerable to mistakes. All right. All right. The player uh, archetype, the Mac archetype. So this guy is not necessarily the Chad or Tyrone. He might have, he might be handsome. He might be knowledgeable. He may be a mix of a Chad or Tyrone. However, he's lacking in something which makes him have to be a little bit more smoother to get to this particular point. And so he realizes how the, the game works and he starts developing something, his mouthpiece. He may be lacking, he might be short, or he might be slightly ugly. He might be an eight or a seven. So he knows his mouthpiece has to improve. And so this guy tends to work very well at trying to develop the options that Chad and Tyrone can develop um, um, naturally. So the player in the Mac or the game or the guy with the finesse type of approach, he is trying to not do the nice guy thing on purpose. Or he might be using the nice guy thing to finesse his way through it. He might develop some sort of specific strategy. So that is the next archetype. You have the next archetype, which is the gentleman archetype. The gentleman archetype typically is going to use a nicer approach. He's going to treat them in a little well. He's not disrespectful. He's not manipulative. He's just who he is. And then the gentleman approach sometimes can use an overly gentleman approach, or he can use a James Bond gentleman approach where the woman knows, oh, he's such a ladies' man. He's such a ladies' man, and he's nice and handsome, and look at him. He looks good. He always smells good. He dresses good. Even some of these women know this guy's a womanizer. The Ricky Ricardo, the Desi Arnaz, they're not mean. They just womanize women, right? And these women know it, and they still lie down for the gentleman over time. It takes a little bit longer than the player or the Mac. It takes a little bit longer than the Chad or Tyrone. And in, and, and in a nutshell, Women aren't looking for the gentleman type. They're looking for the Chad and Tyrone to be the gentleman, but they'll take the gentleman archetype as well. 
right? Some people use the gentleman approach in a way to try to um, uh, manipulate women and women can see it coming a mile away if you're not truly a gentleman. So it's the, this, it's the boys to men approach, right? If you're not really naturally a gentleman, women know it and they know you're playing the game. They're like, oh, quit playing in games with my heart, with my heart. She knows it. She's like, you're not really a gentleman. You're a lame. You're a lame posing as a gentleman. You got a little bit of money. And so now you got a nice car and you got your little glasses on and you're just a lame trying to portray a gentleman, but you ain't got no hoes. And so what she does is treat you as a lame. Because you're a lame. You got your little degree. You got your little car. You got your little glasses and your cardigan sweater. And you got your little tie. You got your little sweater vest like Dwayne Wade. And you're just a lame. And so that's the next archetype, the lame. Right, the lame archetype, which you're trying to use a variety or bevy of strategies, and none of them are working. None of them are working. You're just a lame dude right now. And the reason, and the thing is, a lame could develop into any one of these things, but the lame's gonna learn the hard way because the lame is gonna nice his way to some women. That's all he's gonna do. He's gonna do everything. He's gonna learn game, he's gonna get a nice car. He's going to dress well. He's going to smell good. And he's still out of shape slightly. He's ugly. All right. He ain't, he's barely a six. Okay. There's something about him. His social skills are a little bit wacky. He might be even tall. He might be tall and skinny with some slight muscles and he's still whack with women. Yeah. He's slow pimps. And so I have a phrase called slow pimping. He's going to be a pimp, which is the next archetype. He's going to try to pimp his way to, to women, but he's going to do it slower. <laughs> okay, he's Mr. Slow Pimping. He uses the gentleman approach, but he's going to slow pimp his way to women. And then eventually he's going to get the, the peace leave and try to bounce on the women. And he ain't gonna, he's going he's gonna to make a mess of the whole situation. It's going to be messy. These are the, these are the men, because there's a woman that I think I did a video on. She said she hates when she gets played by nice guys. She hates when she gets played. When she gets played by uh, Max, players, Chads, Tyrones, maybe a gentleman, she doesn't hate it as much because she already knew she was one of many. But when Elaine plays her, she mad. Remember that big big woman looking like Lizzo's sister? Said, I hate when slow, short guys uh, diss me. I hate when short guys uh, uh, run over on me. That's the same thing as the lane. She hates when that happens because she's like, damn, why I let you get over on me? So you're going to get over on her, but you're going to make a mess. You're going to make snail trails of a mess all the way through. All right. Uh, and the last archetype is the pimp. All right. The guy, he knows what's going to say. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. He knows what women are going to say before they even say it. Uh, but uh, typically what he does is he aims very low. All right. Most people that the pimps aim for, it's a W no matter what. Just because they a woman, it's a W. This woman got, she she toothless. She a crack fiend, right? She halfway got one eye open, one eye closed. She running around here. The fact that she has a vagina, he thinks it's a win. All right? He, he, he uses manipulation, makes this runaway crackhead uh, that has somewhat that he can polish up. He can polish up a turd just lightly enough to make her look pleasing visually to a man, to a low-level man at that. He polishes up this turd develops a relationship with her and then manipulates her to get on camera and sell peace leave or walk the street corner or whatever the hell they have them do. <laughs> but this guy somehow wins and everybody looks up to her. Oh, boy, you really know what you're doing with these women.
Well, they're crackhead runaways, many of them. They're teenage runaways. These people are trafficked across state lines illegally, right? This guy's going to jail, but he wins with women. All right, so anyway. <laughs> All right, these women are knock-kneed, cockeyed, abuse victims, runaway teenage runaways, crack fiends. Yeah, he's winning. <laughs> All right, uh, so what happens here? What happens here? Reason why men are nice to women. I'm going to give you four quick reasons. Uh, reason number one is that men are told to think that it's right thing to do to be nice to women. Now, when I say nice, I'm not talking about the opposite. I'm not saying the opposite is to be mean to them. There's a difference between nice and and there's a difference between nice and being a pushover. You are a pushover when it comes to women. And you, in your years that you start this bullshit is when you're 15, right? When you're 15 and you're starting to acknowledge that you have very much interest in women, right? Your friends are now starting to look at women. You're uncomfortable. You're comfortable with looking at them. They're starting to develop and mother nature or sprinkling pixie dust on them to give them the best advantage that they can possibly get to find a mate right about now. Mother nature gives them an outflow and it gives them little boobies and a little butt and a little flat tummy and shiny hair long hair, right? It does this, and they start to become boy crazy at these years. Some of them are still ugly ducklings at this point. They don't develop until another three or four years, okay? But right around this age for men, we're starting to figure out how we're going to get to women. If you're not the archetypal Chad and Tyrone, you're going to have to figure something out, all right? If you're not dunking basketballs and running footballs past goals line, goal lines, you're going to have to figure something out. If you're a dweeb, a pubic hair looking dude, if you're skinny, uh, you still have time. Men do develop, even though there's some late bloomers with young men. So you might not have it now, but, you know, in another maybe five or eight years, you're going to you could be Clark Kent. I know a guy like that. He was a pudgy little fat dude. And then when I seen him, I was like, this dude looked like Clark Kent. He was tall. He had good hair. I was like, God dang. But he was a fat dude that tried to hang with us. And we was like, get this little dude out of here. Well, he was a late bloomer. And so if you're a late bloomer, you start thinking the right thing to do is be nice. Okay. And based on the, the cultural dating standards and courting standards, you think that this is going to work with the variety of modern women today. It's not. Women know too much. They've been exposed to too much. It's not going to work. The only women that that's going to work for are older women. And that's you. Okay. Older women. And so slow pimping is not going to work these days. And what nice guys are willing to do is waste tremendous amount, tremendous amounts of time, energy, resources, trying to take women who are looking for dudes that have a little bit more than you. You're trying to take them out to ice cream socials and banana split Sundays and all this shit. You know what I mean? You're trying to do your best to hop in your Honda Civic when you're in college and there's dudes with better cars and there's gangbangers and nine to fivers and all of these things. These young women are being exposed to these men, especially on social media. There's being, they're being exposed to too much. So about the only woman, this is why I say not, not all women, but mostly the only women that are going to go through this parade of the nice guy who is lacking in other qualities like physical, monetary, the only women that are going to go for these type of guys typically are going to be Women that grow up in a, in a household of a stable household, which means there's a mother and a father. The father is watching her, all right, over her, watching over her, making sure she doesn't misstep. 
She can't come bring, she can't go out on dates until the father meets the guy. All the social events are connected to the family. All right. And even this is not a, this is not a hundred percent. And this is a small group of people, by the way, very small. And this woman knows I'm not going to be tempted by the bad guy yet. <laughs> yet. So this woman's between the ages of 15 and probably 19. She's not tempted by that. She's like, oh, those guys, those guys are creeps. Now, if she ever, ever, ever finds her way with one of these non-nice guys, it's over for her. It's over. It's over. If ever she lets her guard down. Now, this is a small, this is like 10% of women in America, maybe 20. If she ever gets with a dude who rides a motorcycle, he's a gangbanger, he's a thug, he's 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 the chatter Tyrone. If she ever lets her guard down and Chad gets that piece of leave, it's over for her. She's going to be done for the next 12 years. She will never, ever come back. She's never coming back to the nice guy until it's too late. And that's you. OK, but so she has to be on point. She has to select her mate early. She has to go steady. She has to court. She has to date. She has to engage. She has to marry. And then she never has to be have her tummy tempted with the taste of nuts and honey. She can never cross that line because if she does, you're done. This is what happens when women get married as virgins or with very few sexual partners. And then she's a little older in her marriage and then she cheats. It's over. She ain't coming back, bro. <laughs> she ain't coming back. So that group of and by the way, many of these women are not very attractive. On the scale of attractiveness, they're six and below. If ever a young woman is very highly attractive, she's never going to be. She, these women at best are cute. At best, they're cute. At best, they're average. They're never going to be the hot chick. They're never going to be the chick like, wow, they're never going to be her. They're never going to be the curvaceous and the early bloomers and the early. They're never going to be her. They're always going to be extremely average, at best cute. They're never going to be hot. So these people that say she's a nice woman and she's hot, not so. No. She's a good girl, but she's extremely hot since she was, she was the girl in middle school and high school and college. And she was hot, 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 hot. She was uh, part of the popular girls. These aren't, no. These are future seeking arrangement sugar babies. This is what those are. <laughs> You want Susie Homemaker. This is the only group of people that can hover around this. They're going to maintain the position of dating the nice guy and making it work. Susie Homemaker, plain Jane. If they're past plain Jane and past cute and they're sexy, attractive, or hot, it's going to be a lost cause. All right, so the next thing is women say they like or prefer nice guys. This is reason why men try to be nice. Because women will say, oh, I love a guy with a sense of humor. I love a good man. I love a guy that pulls out chairs and open doors and puts coats over puddles. I love those type of guys, right? And so she's going to say she prefers it, and you're going to try to achieve it. Unfortunately, you're going to go through hoops and hurdles. You're going to jump through all kind of stuff. They're going to take you on an adventure over here, wild goose chase over here. And then you'll eventually spend all that time and see her walk off or jump out the bushes with Chad. And you're going to say... And she's going to come cry on your shoulder. <laughs> I don't know what it was about him. He got me. And I know I've been.
treating you in the friend zone for about eight months. I know you've been taking out on a, a banana split dates. I know you've been you've been there. I've been loving you because you've been there. But uh, this guy, I saw him one day. He was the new guy at school, and he came in. He was buff. He drove a he drove a Mustang. All right, and he could dunk a basketball and run a football past the goal line. He was the new guy. And then I met him at his house to tutor him and do his news, do his uh, report. And I did his report. And then guess what? I let my guard down. He slid inside of me. I know you've been waiting to slid inside of me, but I never let you put stank on my on your finger. Not even once. I never let you touch me. But him, there's just something about him. Oh, thanks for letting me cry on your shoulder. Oh. <laughs> and guess what? Next week, she back crying on your shoulder. <laughs> and you're like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. One of these days, you're going to realize that you need a guy like me. And I mean, you need a nice man in your life. You're going to deal with these a-holes. He never texts me. He never calls me. He kicks me out afterwards. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> And you just are watching from the sideline. You ain't got no stake on your finger. What's, what is it like? What does it feel like? I wonder. You ain't even got to touch a real woman in your life. And you just watching him just run through slay. You at freshman year dorm watching the seniors and the juniors slay. All the fresh meat on campus. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> yeah. You remember her birthday. He never. He never does. He doesn't even remember my birthday. He doesn't even know my last name. And I don't even know his last name. <laughs> and you sitting there, know her last name. You know everything about her. You know her birthday. You like all of her Facebook posts and Instagram posts. He don't even follow her on Instagram. All right. But you think that being nice is going to overcome. And then finally, after 15 years, you're going to voice Watkins your way to a marriage proposal. Mm. You were the girl of my dreams. You were the girl I always remember. Remember that time we had some Starburst? No, was it Starburst? No, it was Skittles. All right, Skittles. Yeah, we had those Skittles. <laughs> I remember that day. And then you get down on bending knee. Oh, boys. No, don't do this. No, don't do this. Not in public. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll marry you, dumbass. You're a millionaire. <laughs> All right, the reason why, last two reasons why men try to nice guy approach is that popular culture pushes you that way. We showed you the boys to men. We showed you a lot of times that these young women will go out there and they will, tempt, they will, they will test their limits out here. They will all try. Uh, but then they will say the nice guys win in the end. Nice guys win in the end. You'll win. You may not win in uh, my 20s. You might not win me over in my early 30s, but you'll win. And that's you. You're not going to win right now. Right now, I'm in these streets. In these streets. But but later on, you'll win. Nice guys will win, and then the culture will push you that way. And then it's easier for you to maintain your nice spirit than to be in a position of options and leverage. All right? And the last one is you get rewarded in public and on social media for being the nice guys. You get, uh, you get East Leave points. So you'll be on Facebook. All right, while all the bad guys are saying what they're these misogynist things about women, <laughs> Kevin Samuels, Coach Greg Adams, Andrew Tate, all of these guys, 
Oh, we're not like any of these guys. I'm a nice guy. I'm not one of those guys. And you'll be commenting on your fake book. All right. And your your girls, your girls who've been ran through more times than a Holland Tunnel will come. Oh, good. You're one of them. I'm glad you're not like these other guys. You're just a special guy. I appreciate you. I love you. I so love your comment. You know, when they say that, I love you. They say that to some goofball who's playing a nice guy on Facebook for some East Lee points. Oh, I love you. Thank you for being not one beat. Those same women, when you're, when they pressing the like button on your comment and replying, after they get done replying, guess who they on the phone with? The bad guy. And you ain't got nothing but a comment to read. Oh, God, look at all these women. I got 1,000 likes for supporting the good guy side of the argument. Oh, one of these days, one of these 1,000 women, they'll give me some real peace, Lee. But until now, I'll get to look back at all these comments. And you clicking on their profile picture. Oh, wow. This woman says she loves me. Oh, my. Look at her. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. She says she loves me, too. Wow. Look at that. That's a single mother says she loves me. She's very hot for her age. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> and you're thinking one of these days you're going to turn over one of these 1,000 women. And nope, mm. you're not. Not until they're 44. And that's you. <laughs> All right, so let me get to the cash apps now. All right, and then I'll have some uh, markers for this one. Shout out to uh, Avery for the timestamps. Uh, we'll have some banners for the next points that we're going to do. All right, the next points are going to be uh, how nice guys get taken advantage of. You may be one of these guys. And again, I'm not telling you to be mean to women. I'm not mean to women. I'm very direct though. All right, because it took me some time to be that. I think probably during my years, I tried the nice guy stuff from about 15 to 20, I want to say 20, 22, maybe, maybe 23. All right. And then eventually I got married at around 28 or something like that. So in between there, I was a wild man. All right. I was out there in these streets. In these streets. Now, after my marriage, or somewhat after my marriage, <laughs> I returned. In these streets. Actually, I wasn't in these streets. I turned to the dark side. All right. And then I had one blip of trying to be back to the good guy, and I got ran over. All right. And I was like, mm, to the dark side, I go. All right. So that's how you know it. I said, right back to the dark side, gone. <laughs> And let me tell you something, when it comes to what I ultimately wanted from women, the dark side has been the best side. <laughs> Bar none, the less headaches, the best results, the best results. I distance myself. I mean, you get people, they come over and lie down like Jeff Jarrett did against Hulk Hogan. It, it's the finger point of doom like Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. All I did, whoop. And they be on their back. Oh, wow. Here we go. Hook the leg. <laughs> the dark side is ultimately produced the best results. But anyway, let's get over to the cash app. Dollar sign CGA live. Let me see if I can put that in the live chat real quick and post it. Every time I do this, it didn't uh, take it. But let me see. Pause. Wait a minute. What am I doing here? Over here. Over here. All right, so this is what it is right here. I believe it is. Wait a minute. I think it's actually this. I'll try it a couple times. 
Uh, yeah, right there. Over there. Over here. I actually spelled it wrong. My own name. Over here. All right, so I'll put that right there just in case you want to get on PayPal. Uh, I think it's going to take you to the right thing. If I click it, let me see. Click it or ticket. Let me see where it takes me. Oh, I did. It, that, I typed it in right. All right, that's an old man on technology for you over here. Actually, I coded websites before for my own for a lot of years. So I'm used to typing in for coding. Classy B says, support the coach. And this message broke ninjas. All right, shout out to you. What's up with the broke ninjas out here? Uh, are you applying this information to your life? That is what's most important. Um, if you're doing so, you know, contribute. Number one, if you're not applying it to your life, I see why you're still here. All right. But anyway, a uh, shout out to, oh, Mr. Zen says he's feeling down. Oh, shout out to you. Um, I hope it's not because of women. You know, women can make us feel down. I don't know. Uh, people like to laugh at men's pain. And when you're feeling down, there's no way, there's nowhere to turn to up until recently. Men had nowhere to turn to feel down. Oftentimes, we made the mistake of when we're feeling down to turn to women. And I think that's a mistake. I'm not saying that women can't heal you, but women can never understand you. Women who go on a journey of understanding men, all right, oftentimes are the least, have the least ability to love men. And so women who think they understand men actually don't understand men at all. All right. Or they will, if it goes down to a relationship issue, they will always side with the female. They're never going to think about how men feel. We're not supposed to feel. This is the whole thing about being a nice guy. If you feel, a lot of times it's going to dry her up like the Sahara Desert. All right. You ever tell a woman your feelings? You ever tell your women what went wrong in your life? Sometimes they feel sorry for you. If, if you're a guy that they know, oh, I feel bad for you. You can give some peace leave. All right, but stop telling them your problems. She's going to dry up. She's like, look, man, just come over here and smash. Just come over here and smash. Do, do not tell them your feelings. And by the way, they'll top your feelings. They, they ain't never going to that. If you get into a feelings contest with them, that's their territory. They're going to win. So this is what I'm telling you guys. You guys, oftentimes, this is why women are trying to always get you to do what? Uh, we want men to be more emotional. We want men to reveal. No, they don't. They want men to be a little bit more colder than them. They say they want that, but that's not what they want. Oftentimes, whatever they say they want, do the exact opposite. <laughs> whatever they want. Have y'all ever been with a good girl? Have y'all ever been with a good girl? And you were like, girl, this girl's very nice. And you were being nice in return, and it was going nowhere until you flipped the switch. And you start being a little bit more distant and cold with her. And then she started latching on you. She started latching. And you're like, wow, this is interesting. You finally get her in the bedroom and she in there, choke me, pull my hair back. You're like, what? <laughs> take your hand right here. Take this right here on the carotid artery right there. Pull my hair, pull, pull it right here. If you pull it too close, too far away, pull it back, pull it back at the scalp. You're like, Lord. <laughs> slap me slap me harder you're like what what, what? <laughs> this woman started off i have a job in human resources i manage the fund i manage a budget of sixty thousand dollars i have a degree i'm looking to get married one day as soon as you get in there and there choke me <laughs> she's sloppy she all drooling all over you just sloppy head you like 
<laughs> and they get behind the closed doors. Yeah, they were like, I'm a true submissive behind closed doors. Handcuff me. Get the whip out. They open that drawer, the second drawer next to their bed. They open it up, stuff vibrating, stuff come out, whirly, whirly dervish. You're like, this was the good girl. This was the girl you were pulling out chairs on date one, two, and three on Tinder. This was the girl who never you wouldn't believe. Oh, I haven't had, I can count as many sexual partners on one hand. <laughs> you like, God damn, but when you get to the crib, you're like, Lord. What have I done? What a world, man. I mean, listen, you you it's kind of like you know going to see the wizard. You see what's behind the damn curtain and you go, oh, yeah, you're one of these. And they and let me tell you, there are a lot of those. Just the creepers, man. They creepers, they they be behind closed doors, they're into submissive. And this is why the nice guy approach don't get them, it doesn't reel them in. They want to turn you into that bad guy, right? They want to turn you into that because that's what they really want. Whatever they say they want out here is what they're saying for the court of public opinion. They don't want to be seen as that. They can't admit to the world that they're that. Sorry, ladies. I know you guys are undercover freaks. You are freak until the day, until the dawn. And so you can't tell the world that. Now you can now, all right? But the last three years, you couldn't tell the world that you was a freak. Are you a real freak? And they don't want you to think that when you first meet them. But when you get them, and then they start sending you pictures and videos, and you're like, this was the girl I went on a Tinder date with, and she said she can't find a real relationship. What happened? Where did all the men Meanwhile, go? she's sending you pictures and videos of her doing this, thinking of you. You're like, huh? This is the cute little choir girl, for goodness sake. She sends a video of her rapping, and she rapping like this all of a sudden. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. I like being single. These boys went out relationship, but I'm just trying to. And you're like, not Kaylee. <laughs> not my beautiful angel, my princess. And that's what she's doing at 22 to 32. <laughs> what a world we live in when you think guys when you figure it out you'll never go back to being a nice guy you'll never put up with it because the best performance you'll get from them is being distance cold uh you're being uh somewhat uh the word i'm looking for is indifferent indifferent so it's not being mean you're just being indifferent and now and show that you have options they'll perform you like crazy all right, I, it's a weird world, but it's opposite world. What they're saying to you up front is what they want ultimately in the end. But if they let that cat out of the bag, they ain't never coming back to being a good girl. You can marry her and she'll be back in the streets. Hey, by the way, this lady's saying it right here. This lady's saying it right here. I know women are going, this is not true. Listen to this woman. I played this clip all the time. This is what this woman who was probably a good girl, then she turned. She got into a marriage, or she was a bad girl. She got into a good girl marriage, and then the husband asked, where are you going to be if we were not married again? She going to be back into the bad girl phase. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe too, she'll be tied up in these streets. Dude, she in these streets right now. In these streets. 
She's in the streets right now. Ping, ping. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe it too. She'd be tied up in these streets. And she laughing. <laughs> ping, ping. Oh, let me check my phone. Hey, beautiful. She like, yes, babe. She bored of this dude. Yes, babe. Hey, beautiful. Hey, beautiful. Yes. Yes, babe. Yes. What? What, what, what do you want? Ping, ping, chat Tyrone on the ring. Oh, I got to go to Vegas next week for a business conference. But some women think, oh, man, she just joking. Y'all, she y'all taking jokes too far. She just joking. Ping, ping. Her girlfriend, girl, where you at? We at the pool. Get your get your G string on. Hurry up. She like. <laughs> all right uh, a lot of cash apps here mr is it we're gonna call you robin can you please do a video on pruitt uh in st louis miss missouri uh who is pruitt i igo i'm not sure who that is but i'll google it i'll google it pruitt something uh let's see here i'll try to find that maybe maybe another link potentially shout out to robin malik brand for my free agent lifestyle to pre-order oh we ready man yeah that's gonna come out yeah man all right shout out to anthony b bobo he says you're always the good man until you're not all right good men yes it's a tough and he also says i always found it weird my exes always described me as the good man i'm sure or in their own, oh, they always describe their exes as psycho. He said, uh, my exes always describe their exes as psycho. I mean, read between the lines, gentlemen. <laughs> what does that mean? That means in their younger years, they tended to lean towards men who were not the nice guy. I know this is tough to, to deal with. This is what they tended to do. And this was their ability to kind of use, you know, I mean, listen, it makes sense. They want the men that's going to be aggressive to everyone else but them until that man turns aggression onto them. But what did that man get ultimately? He got her at those prime years. And all along, you were not that guy and you got nothing but shoulder, you got tears on your shoulder. That's all you got. That's at best of what you got. All right, Greg Smith will call you. I found the perfect girl on Seeking. She never asks for money. This is called the backdoor relationship, okay? That's what that's called. All right, so she used this site. This is what a lot of women are doing. They're backdooring their way into uh, relationships. So what you're doing is you're going over there and you're going, I'm about to run through the junior college. And then here she does, she wants a relationship. She can't get one on Tinder or Bumble. She can't get one in the real world because she's an introvert. So what she does is she goes to the best available thing and she plays you like the fool. And she says, oh, I I'll give you whatever you want. Um, you don't got to give me no money, <laughs> right? And then you go, wow, magic. And she's backdoored her way into what she wanted on a site. She's used this site to backdoor her way into a relationship. So please be careful out here. That is a manipulative game that they played using this type of uh, <laughs> site. And that's you. Yeah, I would not fall for that. But I know I don't know if he's joking, 
but this is what I, this is the stuff that I warned you about because people think I just go on the on seeking and just say, look at all these girls and just talk shit. No, I tell you what these people are doing. Um, there's always an ulterior motive when it comes to women. It's not just because and this is what men have to understand. It's not just they don't do things just because they do things for a desired result, just like you. You're doing things for a desired result. When you talk about the archetypes of men, you're doing things for a desired result. If you slow pimp, you're doing it for a desired result. If you fast pimp and you just say, hey, are you down to hit it? And she says, no, you go to the next one. That's it for a desired result. Women are going onto these apps now because plenty of fish, Tinder, and Bumble aren't working anymore. And so they're going over here right about as the clock is about to run out. And then they say, my strategy now is to get you to believe I'm a good woman on a, on a site full of 304s, professionals, amateurs, and uh, broke, broke women, desperate women, like the women that are trying to pay off their student loan debt. And she uses the strategy of, oh, you don't got to do nothing for me. I, I'm a working girl. I have my own money. <laughs> and then basically, she's big eye Rebecca. She's going to turn big eye Rebecca on you. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt. And my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. And wife me the fuck up. And it's working now because seeking's a place where you can, uh, because they've been, by, by the way, just so you know, that same woman has been getting paid prior to arriving at this potential strategy. So she has been doing it and she's been doing it enough to know that a strategy that can work is not asking for money. I mean, I'm, I'm the king of this particular game. I know how it works. Never trust that she's doing something just because they always do something. And this is for men to understand women. Remember, I teach you to understand women, not to love women. If you understand women, you'll never love them. If you want to love them, you'll never understand them. So the point is to be made to this. Always understand that they're doing something for a reason. They're not doing anything for just to give you an advantage. <laughs> they got to have an advantage. All right. Or they got to get a gain an advantage. And they're doing something for some manipulative reason. They've been doing this all their lives, guys. If they have a dad, they've held their breath. So they didn't have to eat their carrots and broccoli. They huffed and puffed. They complained. They wild out. They threw temper tantrums. They hit the floor. Oh, get up, little princess. They learned to manipulate since that day when they were babies. <laughs> fake cry. If you were a boy, a little baby boy, and you fake cry, you get slapped and spanked. If you were a little girl, oh, wipe your tears. If you're a little girl, they get away with it, get away with it, get away with it, get away with it. So with that being said, this is called manipulation. This is called manipulation for a reason. It's not that they're evil. It's not that they're bad people. It's just that's how they survive. That's how they get by. And many times young boys have tried this and you immediately get put in your place, right? Your ass get thrown back into your damn baby crib and you cry. What? <laughs> Let them cry. You didn't get away with it. They always get away with it. Little princess. So they grow up to be a princess all the way. And they figure out how to manipulate the scenario.
All right. Shout out to Alfred. We're going to call you Winnie Wall. Sorry for the ninja watching, sir. Sir, appreciate you. You guys will, well, never mind. Shout out to Malik Brand. Nice people usually have ulterior motives, and that's true too. And so I was actually talking about women's ulterior motives. I think guys who play the nice role are scummy to me because you're not that nice or you're weak. I mean, you're manipulative as well. You're only playing the nice role to get a desired result. All right, we'll talk about that. Valet waste disposal. I got chicks because I'm light-skinned. It. <laughs> uh, that is a cheat code too, being light-skinned. And if you have any sort of brown, light brown, hazel, or gray or blue eyes, and you're a light-skinned, oh boy, that's kind of like being able to dunk a basketball. You actually skip, skip, skip to the front of the line. All right, and some good curly soft hair. Ooh, pause. Shout out to A&A Radio. He says, who told you my story, coach? <laughs> this is a lot of men's stories, so I can relate. Uh, the reason why men have all have, you know, this is the reason why there's 2,000 people in here. There's some women in here, but there's a lot of men who have struggled with this. The problem is men aren't able to talk about this between each other in a public manner, right? We can do this in public. Now, in private, men aren't barely able to talk about it because the guys who are, you can't talk about it to the guys who are winning because they're like, shit, you want to keep losing? I'm going to get all your hoes. I mean, you can keep losing. The men aren't going to be sympathetic towards you. They're going to be like, oh, you know, they're not going to be patient and teach you. They're too busy slaying the dragon. They're like, I ain't got no time for this. I got basketball practice, and I got a couple of cuties that I got to meet up with. I ain't got time to teach you. And so men who struggle with women are often seen as you have a flaw. There's a flaw with you, so no one's willing to help you. You go to a woman. You go to the woman you want. You go to her best friend, and your best friend, her best friend leads you astray. Oh, you know what you should do? Teddy bears, banana splits, uh, candy grams, hearts. Write her a letter, write her a poem, send her a mixtape CD. All right, whatever. <clears throat> Meanwhile, her best friend knows she's got 10 toes up, knees pent back to her ears, and Chattius and Tyronius is throttling that body. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> the same woman that's telling you to get flowers knows exactly this woman got heels up right now. <laughs> heels up, toes pointed up, 10 toes up. She knows right now her best friend is on seeking arrangement. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. <laughs> Who said I'm lying? Who said I'm lying? Come on, man. Y'all don't know women, bro. I know. Them. I've been around them way too much. All right. Mr. Jones, the alligator in here. Oh, no. It says, uh, no, he's not an alligator. Jay Jones says, uh, might stay with wife for 20 years. Trash out there. Oh, well, don't leave your wife to find a better wife. This, this is not the market for that. Ladies, same information for you. Do not leave your husband in this market to find a better husband. So people think I don't support marriage. I'm telling married people who are watching me right now, do not leave your spot. I know it might be bad. 
but it's not as bad as you think. All right. Your spouse is the best you're going to get, especially if you're past the age of 35. Just stay. Baby, won't you just stay for a little while? Baby, won't you just stay? Do not leave now. Take the year, ride the bullshit out. Write it out. And you know what? Just stay together. Let's stay together. Whether good or bad, happy or sad. What you're going to do is, wives, you got a husband. He's doing He's doing what the old 80-20 rule is. The old 80-20 rule went like this. The man gives you 80% good and 20% bad. Right. The 20 percent, you're like, I wish he would do this. I wish he would do that. But he comes home. He provides. He gives you a little bit. He doesn't beg you for sex. He does chore play. He, he's good with the kids. He picks up the kids. He's doing all these things. But you wish you wish he was a little bit different. And then what you do is you go out into the world and try to get that 20 percent from another guy. But you're going to give up 80 percent of good. Right. And then the guy that's doing the slightest 20% of the things you want your husband to do or your boyfriend to do, you'll go with him, but he'll be 80% bad for you. Okay, same thing. Men do the same thing. All right. Um, uh, you guys are looking for the perfect person. It doesn't exist. And this is the problem with monogamy. You're expecting way too much out of it. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. You guys want love, fantasy, romance, great sex, great head, uh, great dads, great providers. You know what I mean? And he, you want him to be aggressive and a protector? Shit. I mean, what are you supposed to do? That, that guy doesn't exist. He's impossible. to. You're going to give up whatever your list is. Give up 20% of that. Be willing to. You want him in shape, tall, muscular, six-pack, but you want him to eat junk food like you and be a junk food junkie. You want him to accept that you overweight and built like a bus, busted Pillsbury biscuit can. What is he going to be? <laughs> Jesus. Stop wishing for perfection. And if you think there's somebody out here perfect for you, you're out of your mind. The only years you can try to aim for any perfection as a woman, the only time you can aim for a perfect woman is when you're 15. I'm sorry, a perfect man, if you're a woman, is between 15 and 20. Anytime after that, you're getting a bunch of imperfection. The only time as a man you can aim for a perfect woman is if you're Chad, Tyrone, Player, or Mac, in your late teens into your early 20s, and you can get them while they fresh off the vine, all right? Ripe and coming right off the vine. Here you go. And then the next phase you're going to get them is when you're 40 and up. Then you can pick them off the vine, pick them off like grapes. Plunk, plunk. They cheat then. <laughs> they cheat right off the vine. All right, while dudes out here simping for them, here you come. Fistful of 20s. I got money. Come on. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you. It'll be cheap then. All you got to do is ask gas or cash. All you got to do is just put a little bit of food in front of their face. All you got to do is put a couple of dollars in their face. You think it costs a lot of money. 250 ain't nothing to a guy in his 40s making 100 grand. You're like, here you go. Go, man, man. Go, go splurge at the mall. She be at the mall waiting. <laughs> she be at Macy's, Nordstrom's, Dillard's. Standing outside, open, 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 standing outside. Can't wait to spend that $250. She's going to spend it in less than an hour. She'd be outside of Sephora. She'd be outside the Hill store. She'd be outside, uh, what's it, Spencer's, whatever that little place is. She'd be outside waiting. And she gave you a whole bunch for that. Hey, daddy. I got money. 
She be on Amazon, click, 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 click. And you at home. <laughs> Hot topic was the one, Spencer's. Hot topic. Yeah, Urban Outfitters, American Eagle. She be out there, all of that, spending money. Crazy. She buy two outfits. Oh, I, daddy bought me these outfits. Don't tell nobody. Shh. Girls, don't tell nobody. Shh. Here's the thing. You know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and effort. God. By the way. All right, let's get into this part of the show. Yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. I'm need dude, the secrets of the world, man. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Uh, let's go to this. So we're gonna go down, break down. I'll try to do them fast because I went through on the show here how nice guys get taken advantage of. And this is what you guys have to do. If you're a nice guy, if you're a guy who can't be direct, the opposite of not nice is direct. All right, it's not mean. So uh Tell these girls what you want. If they if they return back, you have to allow them to counter uh, your whatever you counter, right? Counter negotiation. You negotiate. You tell them what you want. They can counter it. If they decline, it's okay. Then you just stood that. You're like, that's all right. You're asking prices a little bit too high. I'm going to leave. Many times when you walk away, if they're in the desperation mode, which 80% of them are, they'll say, wait, 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 wait. All right, the power of negotiation. Be willing to walk away. If you look, it, yeah, counter offer. You cannot stand and go toe to toe negotiating with someone who you know doesn't have any leverage. She ain't got no leverage. You got to have the ability to walk your ass away. Keep on walking. I ain't talking to you. Just walk away. Soon as you start turning your back, this is what you do on a on a car lot, by the way. You ask your price. You say what it is. Soon as they, nah, I can't give you that. Just turn and walk. <laughs> okay, bye bye. I guarantee you, eighty percent of the time. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room in here. <laughs> there's a little bit of wiggle room in here. Maybe we can meet in the middle. Oh, you want to meet in the middle here? Uh, I told you where my price is. I told you what I'm willing to do. Take it or leave it. <laughs> but you guys can't do that here's let's go through them real quick uh it says here how nice guys get taken advantage of number seven is nice guys are not asking the hard questions when you're with women i know what you don't want to do you do not want to know the answers to some of the questions that you have in your head so you let her get away with saying some things that you know are full of bullshit all right, you know it's bullshit in the deep, dark recesses of your subconscious. But your 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 conscious is filled with 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 uh, society programming, and so you know in the back of your head she not, she doing nothing but lying to you. But you also hashtag believe all women. See, that's your conscience. That's your programmed conscience. You're like, well, why would she lie? Women lie all the time. They're actually lie more than men, and they call them little white lies and micro lies and they get away with it. Oh, I lie because I'm nice. I lie because I don't want people to feel bad. Well, she will lie to your ass too. Straight to your face. Just about everything she tells you in the first six months is just about a lie. Okay. But this is what we have to accept. 
there's some lie about it. She's lying by omission. She's not telling the complete story. She's telling you a story that you might want to believe as opposed to what really happened, right? It's not that it's a bold-faced lie. It's just a little bit of a lie. And so what happens is you take it at face value, believing that she has no reason to lie. She has every reason to lie because she's trying to gain something right here. And you tend to not ask proper follow-up questions to whatever the hell she just said. She says something you don't follow up with a hard-hitting question, all right? And examples of this would be, I was in an abusive relationship. Many women have used that to garner sympathy and then to play the damsel in distress. Oh, the last guy, like somebody said it right here. The last guy uh, said, um, um, what, did, what did he say? He said, um, oh, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> but, um, oh, all the guys, all of my ex-boyfriends are psychopaths. Okay. Well, hmm, how many of these ex-boyfriends did you have that ended up being psychopaths? This is interesting. There's something wrong with your, your selector here, right? How many of these guys were psychopaths? How many specifically? Eight, nine, ten, two, three, four? You were in an abusive relationship? Who was the abuser? Did you do anything to instigate the abuse? Did you contribute to any abuse? Did you file a police report? Is this man in jail? Did you get beat up? Did you take pictures? <laughs> you will hear a lot of him and hawing at that particular point, and a lot of women at that point will run, skedaddle. All right, you've already eliminated her from the selection process because you've been already proved her to her that she's a liar. All right, you can ask four or five follow-up questions and it'd be gone if she's a single mother. Wow, that's interesting. Your husband or your ex-husband or your ex-boyfriend or your baby daddy is a deadbeat. That's interesting. Hmm, is he on child support? All right. Do you do you require him to support the kid at any one? Does he have custody of the kid? Does he have any custody of the kid? Where does he live? How long has he been not supporting the kids? Oh, boy, they skedaddling right now. They don't want you to ask these hard follow up questions because it's going to be a, she's going to be accountable for them. But what you have to know is by following up on some of the bullshit she's saying it's going to prove that she's a liar. Okay, just a flat out bold face lie, right? So uh, a lot of guys then tend to uh, not want to ask the questions just so they don't get the answers. And then you make her look bad. It's kind of hard. You don't want to make, make women look bad, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to make her look bad. What does that tattoo mean? Why do you have so many tattoos? <laughs> is your father around? Do you come from a two-parent household? Why is your father? I mean, these are all easy questions. These are all questions that are open. Many times, Women will ask you these same questions, right? You're sitting across from her in an interview style date, which I tell you not to do. But this is what nice guys do. I'm going to sit across from her and let her fire off questions, all right? But what you want to make them believe is that you trust them. What you want to make them believe that uh, you trust their judgment in life. I know because I've worked with young women all of my life as a on college campuses, that their worst judgments are done between the years of 15 and 30. The worst things that they will ever do in their lives is between those years. Now, they'll make better judgments after that. But the worst, dumbest mistakes that they're going to make is between 15 and 30, and I know that. So when they get off by saying the other person's fault and everything was against me and I had to overcome this, I'm going to try to say, well, your judgment probably was faulty. I know this. What did you have to do with this situation? <laughs> and then you're going to hear. 
or you might hear some shaming language. You might hear some shaming language, which would be, um, in essence, you don't trust women. You hate women. Why don't you believe me? You think? Are you saying I'm lying? Why do I have to lie? Well, I know who you are. You're lying. I mean, you're li- you're lying by omission, or you're not revealing all of the information to me. You don't have to say this. This is what you're thinking. You don't say. You're not saying these things to her. You don't want to say these things to her. You just know this instinctively. And when when they start saying it, you say, well, there it is. Why do I have to lie? Shows up. I don't have a lie to you. What, you don't believe me? Yeah, these are all the things that they're going to say to you. And you're like, eh, yeah, more red flags than the Chinese parade. Here it comes. That's the next one right here. Uh, let's see here. Number six. Uh, the reason why nice guys get taken advantage of is you're willing to bail her out of any circumstance. Like you're willing to bail her out for being accountable for whatever decision she just said happened to her life. And you're like, damn, I, I don't want to make her look bad, so I'm going to bail her out of this one. I'm going to change the subject. Another way to bail them out is that um, you're willing to rescue them in any predicament uh, that they get into, especially in the early parts of the relationships. As you guys know, she's strong and independent. She's fearless, brave, stunning, and she's actually uh, very good at her job. She does well. She works 40 to 80 hours a week. She don't need no man per se, but she can use a man and uh, all of her financial problems. She's a superhero. Probably about four weeks into your interaction with her, you're going to find out that her life is a catastrophe. Uh, her roommate's going to kick her out. Her mom is going to kick her out. Her, the lease is going to run out. Um, she got into a car accident and her car got totaled very soon after you meet with her. Her car got totaled and she was in a bad accident. Her tires are flat somewhere on the other side of town. And uh, you got to come all the way across town to rescue her. And you won't even ask her, what the hell are you doing all the way over here? You know what she was doing? Why are you way over here with your tires flattened? Her ex-boyfriend's outside raging. Okay. And she needs to call the police. But instead of calling police, she calls your ass. Come over. He's raging again. She has a court hearing, a child support hearing. She's getting sued. There's going to be something, a catastrophe going on. Uh, she can't meet her, meet her bill. She's a little bit behind on her phone bill, and it's about to get cut off. This is the damsel in distress, and you're looking to bail her out, and you think it's imperative that you be the hero. Dun, 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 dun. Here I come to save the day. This is going to happen many, many, many times. With just about any of these women now, it's going to be something like that. They're going to lose their job. They're going to change their job. They're, they're going to get fired because they were late once. They're, time to change, they're trying to change their career. But previously, their career was going well. Oh, I'm financially stable. Oh, I had to change my careers. I'm now a real estate agent. I just got my license. This woman's going to be broke. This woman's going to be broke for two and a half years. Ops. She ain't going to sell nan, one house Okay, in that time. But you've already took her on and you've already kind of taken her in. Then she'll mention her student loan debt. Her pet got cancer. I mean, there's going to be a whole bunch of things. <laughs> and uh, what's going to happen is you're going to look to bail her out and you're going to be the willing participant to do that. She just broke up with her boyfriend. Now she's looking to move on, but she's got to leave the boyfriend under the cover of night. Will you help me out? She needs to move from our house and you have a truck. Can you bring your truck? Can you lend a helping hand? You know what I mean? <laughs> We've all heard these things, man. We've all heard these things. And a lot of times we are willing to rescue her, believing that 
this is going to endear her to us. But this is being you being used and abused. You're the transition man. You're the rebound man. You're the person that she's using to hop to the next man. You're the guy that's never going to ask her hard questions. So she's going to use you for your masculinity, use you for your niceness, and then she'll put your ass on the mantle, and then she'll be out here in these streets with the men playing the open game. So this is you. This is what happens to you. This is how you get taken advantage of as a nice guy. All right, the third way, and I'll do some cash apps after this. This is going to be number five. Number five, you're willing to accept abuse in relationships as a natural part of all relationships. Okay, so we talk about this quite a bit, and thanks to Johnny Depp and his $5.5 million expenditures to lawyers, he's been able to put on display what we call microaggressions and abuse. Uh, before, this type of abuse had been called all kinds of things. We've accepted it, number one. We call it a variety of, th of things. And let me just list the variety of, of abuses that men go through as natural parts of relationships. Get ready. Silent treatment. Being put in the doghouse. Being nagged. Nagging. Withdrawal of affection physically or uh, emotional affection. She's going to withdraw. She's going to pull back. She's going to go quiet on you. She's going to ghost you. She's going to close her legs. She's going to say you need to do more to reward as if you're not doing enough. Gaslighting, making you feel crazy for assuming she's doing something bad. Why would I do something bad? Well, human beings do bad things. Okay. The third degree, something happens and she questions you and questions you and questions you. And why did you do that? And why did you do that? And I can't believe. And why did you do? That's abuse. That would be abuse if you did it to her. So it certainly is abuse when you do it to her. Ranting, raving, all right, stomping her feet, shaking her finger. This is all abuse if you do it back to her. Yet, in our world, the nice guy is supposed to put up with this bullshit 24-7. Or whenever she feels like it, whenever she feels like being a Texas tornado or the Tasmanian devil, here she comes. And we're supposed to hold masculine frame against these things. And then you go on as a man and you say, damn. I'm struggling. My wife is doing this. My girlfriend is doing that. What you're being is abused, but you don't want to see it as that because you're a man. And then you go on and you find a guy that says, hold masculine frame. All she's doing is shit testing you. All she's doing is she's trying to do this and she's trying to get this response from you. And these guys are selling you on the idea of putting up with abuse. And you, the nice guy, says, well, I'll learn how to hold masculine frame against these activities. I'll know what degree of shit testing this is. And you never once say, this is abuse. You never once say, man, if you do this one more damn time, you got one more time. But they make you believe is that you're supposed to believe that you're supposed to put up with this. Well, a real man would put up with this. This is somehow said by women in the community. If you ain't man enough to deal with me uh, uh, like this, you ain't man enough to deal with me. I will say no to you, but you better make sure it's a yes. You better make sure I comply. This is all abuse. But it's a natural state of, the, uh, of, of what women naturally want. They just can't say that to the real world. They want to be submissive to the right man. But they will make you put up with bullshit in order to get it. And the nice guy cannot overcome this. He cannot walk away. He cannot gain leverage. He cannot pull her hair. He cannot slap her on the ass. He cannot choke her in the right way. Not in an abusive way, but in the way she wants. She can't, he can't give it to her. So thus, she gives him more abuse. 
You know why? Because she's mad that you're, she's with you. She's mad that she can't do better than you, but she needs you because you always bail her out because you provide for her. She needs you in essence. She needs you at shelter so she can go out there in these streets occasionally, but she's angry at herself. She's mad at herself. And so then she thus uses you as a whipping post, as a whipping boy. Okay, this is what they're doing, and you guys accept the bullshit. You never walk away, and it takes time to realize that your power is to walk away from this type of thing. Johnny Depp could not walk away from Amber Heard. And the reason sometimes you can't walk away is because many times this woman's attractive. You're like, I'm going to lose her, coach. Lose her ass. Lose her. There's other women out here. And then this marketplace, if you have 250 bucks, I got money. You can get you a piece. You can get you a piece. I mean, if that's what it is, <laughs> going to get you a piece. If it's the difference between abuse and uh, Jasmine Rice, just go to the junior college. I I'm telling you. But then you go to these guys' page that tell you to use mask and frame, and then they'll also trick your ass into a corner. Never pay, though. But you're paying by being abused. They're paying, you're paying by them manipulating you to accept abuse. And then you're a whipping boy and you're less of a man. You're less of a man and you can't have an out. You're supposed to fight your way through it. And guys, nice guys try to fight their way through abuse. Johnny Depp tried to fight his way through abuse and had to spend $5.5 million just to put the abuse on front street. Take no abuse. Through these people. And you got to make them understand that what they're doing is abuse. There's women still believing that what Amber Heard did was not abuse. You got to make them know. You got to make them pay. Even the abusive women are out here. Amber Heard just lost. And uh, this is her statement. Amber Heard just lost her case. And I'll read her statement briefly. Uh, here it is right here. She says right here, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It is a setback. It, it sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issues of freedom of speech, and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I lost this case. And she was a straight abuser. But I'm a soldier. Uh, I'm, but, but I am sadder. Sorry, but I'm a soldier. But I am sadder still that uh, I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. This is a, oh, this is a convicted abuser uh, uh, specifically. The story of Jezebel showed you. That Jezebel never, ever once said, you know, you're right. She went down to the bitter end until she was trampled by horses and her flesh eaten by dogs. Okay, so abusive people tend to do these things. And they make you out to be the abuser after they microaggressively abused you over periods of time and you accepted it. This is why the nice guy, yeah, defiant until the end. This is why the nice guy gets taken advantage of. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Because I'm giving y'all a million dollars worth of game here. <laughs> oh, I should have played the sad music. I should have played the sad music. Yes. Oh, and the way they make you believe that you're an abuser is they call you the abuser first. 
Yeah, they will frame it. You're the narcissist. You're the abuser. He abused me. He yelled at me. He gaslighted me. Everybody who says you got yelled at, that's not abuse when you get yelled at. Okay. Most of the time you got yelled at because you didn't do something or you got caught lying and manipulating and you got yelled at. That's not abuse. All right. If you got yelled at and you were knitting, you were out there reading recipe books for chicken noodle soup. You were cooking grilled cheese sandwiches for your man and he came down there. What are you doing? I asked for Swiss cheese, not American cheese. That would be abuse. But when you were yelling at him and then he yelled at your ass back and you were like, oh, purr. <laughs> All right. That that is not abuse. That's that you woke up the bear. That's what you did. You poked the bear. <laughs> uh, but we are just revealing manipulative ta uh, tactics of dangerous women who use nice guys as uh, 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 leverage. But anyway, who is this in here? He says mystery boxes in here. He says my pastor the other day was talking about how Ecclesiastes stated in chapter one vanities of vanities all in all is vanity he says to stay in god and not live in vain like this world is the book is undefeated to stay in god so yeah man i think spirituality does play a part in all of this and what spirituality does is teach people their role uh unfortunately people aren't willing to accept that role all the way it's a kind of a weird time people want to be in the flesh people want to be in the the synagogue of Satan. People want to be out here in these streets. But then when it's over, they want to be sinning from Monday to Saturday. But then on Sunday, they want to be holier than thou. That's why I don't let these people try to manipulate me with their Bible thumping because I can turn it right back around on them and tell them that you're a cherry picking, cherry picking, lukewarm Christian. That's what you are. Okay. Um, and I am a sinner. Thus, you are a sinner as well. And for all I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of the God, before you cast judgment on me on the dark side, before you cast judgment on me, judge not, least she be judged. Okay. <laughs> Y'all don't want none of this preaching today. And I knew you in middle school and high school, and now you out here trying to profess that you walk in the light of the Lord. But I walk in the spirit of Elijah. All right. So you can't come out here and trump me and thump me with your Bible. All right, I know you a sinner and a heathen. And not only are you a sinner or a heathen, you're a hypocrite. I'm not, I'm not no hypocrite. I walk on the dark side in the spirit of Elijah. Who here. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh, who says this? Mr. Cruz is in the building. Damn, coach, I'm currently working on my purpose and working to level up and become a high value man. Unfortunately, my downfall is that I'm a, hope, I'm a hopeless romantic. Of the worst people out here in the market are hopeless romantics, men and women. I stay clear away from hopeless romantics. Soon as I get hint of hopeless romanticism, out. I'm done. I got nothing else further to go on. I'm not. Hopeless romantics are the most miserable. They're the most miserable uh, people in relationships. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let me just tell you what hopeless romantics hope you do is overlook every character and physical flaw that they have in hopes that you believe the bullshit about fantasy romance and mythology. <laughs> That's what they hope. They're hoping that you just hang all of that up. Oh, don't worry about my weight, my looks. Don't worry about my attitude. Don't worry about anything. Just love me. 
I can love you. I can love you better than she can. I can love you. That's what they hoping. They hoping that you so goofy and dumb. <laughs> hope strategies. I, they get an L from me. I'll be out on hope strategies. All right. Shout out to you. He says, uh, I spent nights with women recently, but at the end of the night, it still feels empty. Physically, uh, physicality is not equal to emotional value. At this point, given the circumstances with the dating marketplace, I'll just keep working on my purpose and have zero hope to find a true connection. Thank you for your teachings, coach. Appreciate you. Don't hope for a, a connection. If there's a connection, there's a connection. And oftentimes, it's a temporary connection. So don't get your hopes up. Hey, relationship statistics tell you 99% of relationships will come to an end. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Not even marriages have a good percentage of, of, of success. It's a dismal percentage. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If you manage to survive, it doesn't mean that your marriage is good or your relationship is good. It's just either one or both people are willing to put up with enough abuse to say, forget it, I'll stay together. We'll stay together. And one person just packs it in, <laughs> becomes the whipping boy, the henpecked husband. He just says, I'll just deal with it. It's cheaper to keep her. So marriages that stay together aren't successful. They are basically just, ah. They could be arranged marriages for all we know. They're like, all right, I accept the cheating. Some women say, I'll accept my husband cheating as long as he, so they stay married. Mm. We have to get over the point where we get over these statistics and just say, oh, well, the success is 50, 40, 30%. No, these aren't successful. These people just pack it in. All right, shout out to Harold L says, Juco sleeve for me, dark side is the only choice. To me, it's the best choice in this marketplace. In this marketplace, there may be a different time, but in this marketplace, there's there's no hope for romanticism, especially if she's progressive or a progressive liberal. Forget it. All right. There, he says, uh, where do you hear? Cascade Green. Coach, talk about how. Oh, wait a minute. He said this already. He says, talk about how we become F boys because of a woman's dislike of nice guys. He says, now my heart is cold as ice. Damn. He says, donating again because you followed my advice to put PayPal in the chat. He says, next, put it on the screen for all broadcast. Hey, you, oh, you know what? You're right. I should put it right there. I should put it up there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but uh, what happens is I have a phrase called she hates the men that she creates. I have a phrase called she hates the men that she creates. And I'll give you an example of this. A lot of times they 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 go through bad guys, F boys, and they say, I get tired of that, right? And that's you. And she wants the nice guy. So she kind of she kind of trains you into being the nice guy. And then it works. And you she's like, gosh, I've never had a guy like you. I've never had a guy that took me out on a proper date. I've never been in a proper relationship. I've never had this. I've never had that. And then you become that. And she says, Thank you for becoming that. Now you know good and damn well. Soon as you get into the connection and investment phase, she's going to bait and switch you. She's going to switch it up because this is what she has. And eventually she's going to say, I'm not happy. She's not used to this <laughs> type of behavior. She's a feral kitten. And so she wants to be out there uh, in the alley again. She wants to be in the alley. She wants to be an alley cat. So she's like, wait a minute. What I'm missing is this. You know, they want it all. They want it all. Uh, this is just a part of their nature. It's not that they're bad. They just never are satisfied. They call it uh, being insatiable. If you ever hear a woman say she's insatiable, run. 
All right. Even sexually, she going to wear your ass out. I had a woman tell me that she was like, I'm insatiable in the bed. And she was a good, she was a plum nerd, in, introvert. Right? This woman is a woman that you wouldn't think would be insatiable. She was a plum Harry Potter nerd. I came to her apartment. She had Harry Potter shit all over the place. And she was like, you want to watch Harry Potter? Right? It was a Latina chick. She was a plum introvert nerd. And she was not, she wasn't, she wasn't overtly sexual at all. I was like, <laughs> you know, I had to progress and progress and progress and progress. And she, now I look back, her demeanor was saying, if you open up this can, if you go there, just know you asked for it. I thought it was like she was playing hard to get. But in her mind, she was going, well, if you go here, it's going to be curtains for you. <laughs> So I said, man, this girl don't, she Harry Potter nerd. She don't know nothing about nothing. Let me go in and manipulate her. Bruh, I left her out of there. I left her out of there drained. Never ask for a nympho, guys. You can't keep up with them. She said, I'm insatiable. I thought she was joking. <laughs> I was like, for four days, <laughs> I probably still ain't never recovered. I was like, God, this girl, put it down, put it away for a minute. No, I don't want no more. Come on. <laughs> I'm in. She was like, I can't be satisfied. You can, you can keep going. Keep, you ready again? I'm ready again, Lord? You sure about this? She put me out. I was like, man, she texts me. How's everything going? You want to come over again? I was like, nah, give me a week, baby. Mm. <laughs> give me a week. I cannot put up with this schedule. I have to go to work. I need energy to work. <laughs> yeah, she put that cash. She passed. She cast. So the point of it is, is if you do become the guy she wants you to be, ultimately she will find a reason to despise that, right? She will despise that. She hates the men that she creates. <laughs> Slow down, baby. I was trying to throw water on it. I was like, man, what's going on, lady? Relax. That's why I always say, man, be careful what you ask for. You guys think you guys want an insatiable nympho. It's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you think. All right, at some point, you're going to be like, I can't do this all day. Your your whole masculinity will go down. You'll be like, dang. She will suck you. Dude, you will feel like you're a piece of beef jerky at the end of it. You'll be sucked completely dry. And she will give you nan back, nothing back. <laughs> all right. So uh, Billy the Kid says uh, women want something from men. It could be money, time, energy, or attention. He says, only one of them, you get an immediate return if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Yes, only one of them. But again, sometimes even that's too much. Or it's too much to ask for. Is it too much to ask for? She was like, I'll run you some Gatorade. She was in there feeding me IV. I was like, you got to keep a brother in. Oh, come on. Where we got here? Mr. Hardaway says, with the seeking arrangements, the way it starts is the way it ends with the whole, I don't need your money. 
uh, even if it starts out that way, you can't be naive into thinking that she never changes for uh, changes anyone for sex. She never charged anyone for sexual favors. Yeah, sorry. I can read, but, you know. But, yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm telling you guys. Uh, she at some point says, I don't need money. You're going to think that she never charged anybody or she never charged anybody for her company. She has. She just maybe doesn't need that from you. All right. Uh, a lot of the people do. Like, if you're a proper type of guy, like you're a guy, sometimes the girls are coming. Why are you even on here? Right. They're not dealing with guys like that are in my age group that are financially fiscal. Normally they're going with 50 and 60 old guys that they got. There's a clip of a woman that's lying down and she has her camera phone and she's like, and the guy, old, nasty, hairy, hair back guy is on her. If somebody knows where that clip is, let me know. Let me see if I can find it. I think I saved it on Instagram. That's what they're normally dealing with on seeking in the last couple of years. But if you're anything but that, Man, my IG followers went up three three k. What happened? <laughs> I haven't been on IG in a minute. I got to start posting again. Let me see if I can find it. I think I have it on my IG saved. That's what they're normally dealing with. If you're not in that mold, they'll be like, "Oh, I don't need money from a guy like you. You can have it for free." Uh, let's see here. I don't think I have it. Oh, here it is, right here. I found it. So this the this the video right here. You see this? You see her? You see her right here? So the dude <laughs> kissing all on her neck. That's what she's normally dealing with, fielding offers from. Dudes like this. And they're getting, guys, I'm telling you, that's who she charges. That's who she charges. And she going, damn, why do I have to? She literally recorded. <laughs> it's, it's a, somebody, that's, that's me. And that's you. Then when she sees you, what if somebody says, what does the caption say? The caption says, how can you afford to go on such beautiful vacations? And then she says, me. This is her. This is how she can afford to go on uh, beautiful vacations. Right? That's who she's charging. When she meets you, then she might charge you first, at first, the first time. But then after that, she'd be like, nah, you ain't got to. <laughs> so I said, that's me, <laughs> not me. That's you, right? That's you. And that's you. It's a, it's a weird marketplace. Ladies, I'm telling you, if you're a proper woman and you're like, I'm a good woman though, that's your competition, whether you like it or not. I know you're like, well, not all women are doing do it. Guys, <laughs> your competition is increasingly growing significantly in this market especially if you're a woman in your 40s and 50s and you're wondering what men in their 40s or 50s are doing. Whether you like it or not, that's what's happening in the marketplace. That's where it's going. Uh, we got a couple more PayPals. Hold tight. I'm, a, I'm trying to make sure I don't say gov, government names. No government. Billy the Kid says, Coach D's XXs getting five different dudes with different 20%, uh, which equals 100%. This is true, too. This is why, again, that, that proves that we're in a polyamorous or a polygynous or pseudo-polygamous culture where some women are saying you got to have a guy that's the nice guy. You have to have the guy that can cook. You have to have the bad boy. You have the guy, the guy with the have money. You got to have, because they know now you can't get it in one. 
So a lot of women will keep guys around in their orbit, in their friend zone, and that equals they'll get everything from guys. So, so monogamy is going away slowly but surely with us accepting this. Last one, uh, Eric says, Coach, I'm loving the show. Pause. Someone else said in today's comment, uh, and I'm bringing it to your attention, you can't polish a turd, only roll it in glitter. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you can't polish a turd, only roll it in glitter. So that will take you and roll you around in glitter and see if it works, right? Uh, but that's the state of things. Let me move forward with these right here. So I get, I got uh, seven, which is not asking the hard questions. Nice guys. This is how you get taken advantage of. Number six, you're willing to bail her out of any circumstances, especially not asking her questions. They will test you with the damsel in distress very early. Number five, willing to accept abuse as natural parts of relationships. Many of the things that they do abusively to you, you would never, they would never accept from you. Uh, number, especially if you're a nice guy, number four, you're missing out on her younger years and or you're willing to accept leftovers. So nice guys will say things like this, which is a red flag to me. Nice guys will say, well, I have a preference for something like this. I have a preference for a woman that appears like this. I have a preference for that. Now, in the normal grand scheme of things, this preference is also accompanied with you don't want to be seen public with this individual. Like, you wouldn't parade this person around. If given the chance to have a better option, you would do it and you would parade that person around, but then you will uh, excuse it by being willing to accept leftovers or a worse deal or low-hanging fruit, and you'll say, I have a preference for it. Now, let me just preface this. Men have a preference for someone to lust and a per person to, uh, and that, that person is going to be different uh, in remarkable ways than the person they're willing to be seen in public with. Women have the same problem, right? So uh, when they're with their friends romantically, if the guy fits the five of the six sixes, she'll parade that guy around. If he doesn't, she'll let you sneak in at the cover of night. Okay, so a woman will say, I don't date short dudes. That doesn't mean she doesn't let short dudes smash it. All right, so she doesn't want to be seen in public with a short dude. She doesn't want a short dude to marry her, but she will let him smash. Same thing as you guys. You will say you have a preference and you will bang women that you don't necessarily like, but you lust for because you have a preference for them but you won't be seen in public with that person. You won't be seen in public. And this is your willingness to accept leftovers. And some men who are nice and weak, they will use this preference, this lustful preference as a means for their mate selection. And you're lying to yourself. All right, in the past, as far as this younger years goes along, all right, you can go back to all the way to the Neanderthal ages. <laughs> I actually read an article they were saying in the Neanderthal age, I can't even find it anymore. They were said uh, older women actually would take on younger mates, younger male mates. So that was a time I think that it was flipped, but that was only because survival and all of those things, right? And so that man probably was younger, but he had a lot more status and could protect that older woman. So I actually have to find that 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 um, I have to find that article because I thought it was very interesting and some arc some some um anthropologists or archaeologists found some bones to suggest that older Neanderthals, older Neanderthal women were mating with younger Neanderthal men. Okay. So, uh, but in essence, our culture was, it's been the opposite. Men have always preferred younger women. 
But again, if you're willing to accept leftovers, you'll say your preference is over older women. But if I gave you the choice and I put two women in front of you, you probably would. And I said, they're all even. You probably go for the younger one. So we actually have phrases in our society that suggest that this has always been the case for a long time. We have old maid, spinster, forever the brides, never the bride, forever the bridesmaid, never the bride, damaged goods. All right. We have all of these phrases in our society that we're somehow now trying to say this is not true. And the way we do that is we say, well, she still looks good for her age. But you never account for the miracles of modern science, Botox, makeup, trickery, wigs, hair extension, weaves, um, 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 uh, you know, all of these uh, HDH, testosterone, whatever they're using, uh, breast implants, booty injections, uh, BBL, BBLs is what they call it. Yeah, BBLs. And so in a time and before for uh, us older people, you remember a time where a person that a woman specifically was 40 or 50, she looked 40 or 50. When and there was a time before the miracles of modern science and the makeup industry and all of these science, there was a time. I know you younger people don't know this. When they were 40, they looked 40. They looked like they were on designing women or the golden girls. You know what I mean? You, you just were like, damn, she 40. She 50. She smelled young. She smelled old. She wore clothes that resembled an older woman. You know what I mean? She wore the shoulder pads. She smelled like old women perfume from Elizabeth Taylor. But what's happening now is these women can use the miracles of modern science and look like younger women or look young enough to fool you. They got filters and Instagram and all of these things and deer noses and rabbit ears and all of these things on Snapchat. And they're willing to convince you that they actually look younger, but it gets you to believe you're winning because you're like, I ultimately got her and she still looks good, right? But on the inside, though, but them insides, it's not what you're looking for. Now, they can still work it. No diggity. These women can still work it. Matter of fact, many of these people are going to be better in bed, but they just not really what you want. You know what I mean? They're going to be better in bed because they now have a lot of practice. Some of your best relationships are going to be with an older woman. Some of the younger women are going to be trying to figure it out. They're going to be trying to balance what they see on Instagram. They're going to be trying to do things that makes them naughty. And you know what I mean? They're going to try to figure it out. They really don't know who they are in the bedroom yet. They're listening to Call Me Daddy podcast. They're thinking what they know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. But you like the innocence in the bedroom. You like to be the first five or six, nine or ten. Not number 90, 100, and 150, right? You don't want to be that. But what happens to nice guys is they miss out on all of that. And then ultimately, after they missed out on all of that, they think their reward is, well, look at I got her now. This is how you get taken advantage of. And then when a guy shows up and says, hey, I'll be at the junior college. Shame on you. There's something wrong with you. You're an edophile. You're a ist, a ism. You're a uh uh you're a misogynist. Do all of these things. You're a woman hater. You're a woman manipulator. Oh, that's somebody's daughter. That could be somebody's child. No, it ain't. That's a legal adult. And I'm going back and I'm taking advantage of my advantage and going back to the younger years as opposed to staying with people who might not be the best for you. Because I know, I know the trickery. 
I know the trickery. I know what happens when I get home to unwrap that. <laughs> I've been there. I'm like, boy, she still looks good. Yeah, after two or three babies. Oh, man. That, and then you see that tummy, and it looks like a road map to somewhere in the middle of New Mexico desert or something like that. You're like, where in the world? Boy, that looks like the back of New Mexico. You turn her over, and you're ready to pound her out into submission and pull her weave back, and you see that tramp stamp, and you're like, what does that tramp stamp mean? Back when low-rise jeans were popular. Hmm. Who's Dexter? <laughs> Who's Dexter? Dexter once was here. Dexter with a big target on the back. Dexter. Uh, ma'am, who's Dexter? <laughs> you start asking her, what, did, what were you doing all in your 20s and 30s? What were you doing in your 20s? Oh, I was just studying. I was just working. Meanwhile, she was backstage, underage adolescence. How you doing? Fine. She replied, hi, side. I like to do the wild thing. Actions took place. Hey, kind of wet. Oh, don't forget the J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, yo. I need a body bag. I am a nasty woman. Yeah, that's what she was doing, but you don't want to ask her. <laughs> you don't want to ask her, boy, you were a bad girl back in the day. But you're going to find out she was one because when she gets you in there, she's going to be a freak until the day, until the dawn. Bump, bump. She's going to show you how much of a bad girl she is. So these are the things that happens, and then you get surprised. Wow, I can't believe. You were in these streets like that. I thought you were such a nice girl. She is now. You met her in church. <laughs> you met her in church, and she's exhausted by the jerks, and she has no time for them anymore. And now you're not the jerk. And she says, you're such a good man. And she gives you the church hug where she rubs your back like this. And she distances her, her pelvis away from your pelvis. You date her for six months. You barely touch. Oh, we shouldn't touch. We're Christians now. I'm born again. She don't put her breasts on you for six months. She gives you that circle back. Pat Thank you for taking me to the soup plantation one more time. You've been filling up my belly for six months. Perhaps we'll hug pelvis to pelvis one day. And that's you. <laughs> and you get taken advantage of. Meanwhile, for the last 25 years, Prior, somebody was getting it with little investment. <laughs> Let's go here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> somebody said them sag bags. Hey, man, this is what men put up with. This is what you guys put up with. What else? Uh, number three, I'll go through these quickly. You can easily, yeah, because we're at the two-hour mark plus. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, she used to do, she knew football players. You ever see, you ever meet a woman? <laughs> Let me go back. I know, and this isn't talking negative about it. I'm just, this is just how we deal with dating. You ever meet a lady, right? Or a lady or a woman, you start dating her, you're doing the right thing. You're holding open doors. You know what I mean? You're opening her car, your car door. You're letting her get in. You're feeling so good. You're beaming with pride. And then you go to her house and then you see pictures of her with other dudes. And you're like, oh, who is this dude right here? Oh, he played. That's my friend. He played for the Minnesota Vikings. They at dinner. They all cut up, up, up together. They on amusement park rides together. You looking? Oh, that's your friend. 
Oh, that's my friend Dexter. He was a running back for the Vikings. We're so close. We're still good friends. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> How good of a friend? No, I can't ask that. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. You look at him. He's standing there, ripped, big old chesticle muscles. All right, big shoulders, traps. He's standing there. He got his hair lined up. He got money in his hand. <laughs> you look at that and like, oh, damn, you got some interesting friends here. Wow, shit. <laughs> <laughs> damn i ain't got no friends like that you're able to meet all right you see or she in the back she all with the whole minnesota vikings team they all standing back there with a shirt off or with the half muscle shirt they all standing behind her and she all cheesing <laughs> uh them all your friends huh no they're like play brothers to me don't worry hmm. <laughs> that's interesting huh you got several pictures of you in this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, the fact how you get manipulated as a nice guy. Uh, you can easily be manipulated. So this is a situation here. We'll go through it quickly here. Uh, uh, how they get you to let your guard down. They'll say, uh, you just need to love and trust. You need to find the right one. You need to, you need to let your wall down. You have a big wall around you. You just need to learn to trust. All right. But they don't trust you. Nan bit. All right. They investigating you. They asking you questions. They actually hmm, follow up questions. They have no trust and belief for you. And they will say that they trust you, but I trust you. And they don't. All right. They steady running behind you. All right. But you, you have to let your guard down. You have to let your wall down. And they could say they can love you better if you let your guard down. Yeah, this is being easily manipulated. As long as they can manipulate you, then it's good. If they can't manipulate you, then it's all bad for her. So then you're not the nice guy. If you're following behind her, you're controlling and insecure. If she's following behind you, you got to earn her trust. This is manipulation at best. So you always let people know that if you're going to do this, look, you're going to have to earn my trust. It just doesn't come with one time. Or if you violate my trust, it doesn't make one time that you do it. Well, I checked in with you the next time. This is how nice guys get manipulated, right? So safe will happen. You catch your girl cheating. A lot of guys have done that. You catch your girls texting another guy. And then you finally investigate, investigate. And you say, see, I caught you. And at some point, she'll say, oh, okay, okay, okay. I won't do it again. I'll give you my my give you my social media passwords. I'll give you my account. Uh, you can see my text messages on the iPad. All right. She'll do that for about a week and a half, all right? And then you'll be like, uh, I need to check your text messages, right? You need to do all, you're thinking this is the best way to deal with her. And she says, why do you need to keep doing that? Well, you know what happened last time. Why are you holding this against me? I let you check for a full week. You see, go look at the messages. You can see I'm not doing anything. We don't have to continue to do this. You can trust me now. I gave it to you for one weekend. I did nothing. Let your guard down. Let your wall. Relationships are about trust. And then you, okay. <laughs> okay. I checked on you for a week. And then guess what happens? You catch your ass slipping again. Uh, these are things that they do to nice guys. They easily manipulate you. Let me go down to number two. We're almost there. You're willing to accept the friend zone as a consolation prize. As you can see there, the word is consolation. You're willing to accept or you're way more likely to accept the friend zone as a consolation prize. Dudes that are dirty, Max, players and Max, what they'll do is when the girl has a boyfriend, they'll 
accept the friend zone, um, they'll apply for the friend zone as a consolation prize to dirty Mac their way into your girl's life. And this girl will play naive and act like this guy ain't doing that. But in order for her survival to be ensured, she will allow him to play the friend zone. She will allow him to be in the background of your relationship. And she'll say, no, he just doesn't want anything. Meanwhile, you say, we'll call him up right now and invite him over see what happens. Oh, no, I don't want to do anything like that. He's not like that. Right? She knows why he's there. He knows why he's there. You know why he's there. But even when you're trying to pursue, you'll accept the friend zone. Well, I'll just be around her. I'll just be in her orbit. At some point, she'll recognize that I'm the one. And you'll watch her for one year, two year, three year, four year, five. I'm getting real high. Leaning to the side in my fussy ass ride with the OG gangsta glide. Right? You'll stay as a consolation. You'll be consoling her. Your consoling prize is going to be friend zone. I do not accept friend zone. It's either one way or no way. But if you're the nice guy, she will feel that, hey, it's it's better if I can put you in a consoling position. I want to console you. So here is your cons a consolation prize. And after about 12, 15, 20 years, you'll be Boyce Watkins and you'll win her over. You'll win after all. Love conquers all and you'll win. But it's an L. All right. Last point that I want to make here is uh, this. This is how you ultimately win. What's the solution, gentlemen? The solution is this here. I'll play the clip. And these young women here, one of them might not be as young, tells you exactly what I've been telling you. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, Coochie Gang's not going to work. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. The way you defeat this is options and leverage. She should know. Option, you have options in life, not just with women. You have, you're not waiting around for her. I got things to do. Or I got things to see and people to do. Whatever you want. Girl, you know I can't provide. Options and leverage in life, not just with, I'm not telling you to have options with women, but that works too. But they can't play coochie games with you if you don't have, uh, if you have options and leverage. If you don't have options and leverage, they'll play coochie games all over the place with you. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie games not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing options in life meaning you have hobbies nothing scares a woman to death than a man with hobbies nothing will scare her into attention oh i got things to do what are you doing how many hobbies you got oh i go fishing i go shoot firearms i play ultimate frisbee i play soccer on thursday all right i travel every other weekend i take a trip by myself every other weekend so you're gonna be like oh you got a little bit too much going on here you're not easily manipulated. Not That means I can't sink my claws into you on a daily basis. They want you to have nothing going on if you're the nice guy so they can sink their claws into you three, four, five days a week and then put your ass on the mantle and go out there and shake her tail feather on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In these streets. This is what they want. That's the, you're the perfect guy for the, the woman in today's marketplace, the nice guy. That's how you're going to get taken advantage of. You restrict your access, access to them. You become a little bit more distance. Oh, I can't see you. 
the next four days. I can't see you the next week. But when I see you, I'll see you. You'll have fun. She'll have to settle for that. There's no manipulation at that point. If you're just engaging with them, if you're doing this dating, uh, goofy dating thing, you give them options on when you can see them. I'll see you. Uh, listen, I want to see you Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, which one you want to do? Oh, I'm busy on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay, cool. Uh, listen, I'll see you when I see you then. Uh, what about Wednesday? No, well, I'm not available Wednesday. <laughs> I ask you Tuesday or Thursday. That's all you got. But a lot of you guys, oh, I'll fix my schedule. I'll finagle it around. Okay, Wednesday it is. Or you'll do Friday. If you're meeting new people, never date them on a Friday or a Saturday. That's prime time. That's layup time. That's for people who you know you're getting. What, what desired result you're getting? You don't give no new person no Friday or Saturday. First of all, she's going to lose respect for you. You ain't have nothing going on on a Friday or Saturday. That's number one. Number two, she got something going on on a Friday or Saturday. So if you offer that up, she's going to think you a loser in the lane. You ain't got nothing going on this weekend because she does. She got a layup that she needs to please. She got somebody in her regular rotation. You busy. I'll give your ass Tuesday. Maybe a Monday, but maybe Monday and Tuesday's my day off. You want to do Tuesday? Nothing else? Okay, bye-bye. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Maybe I'll see you when I come back because I'm going to be busy this week too. Good. And you leave her ass on red. You leave her ass hanging. And then she'll come back a couple of weeks later. Damn, I didn't hear from that guy. Oh, uh, what have you been doing? Oh, yeah. I was, in, I was in Dallas, Texas last week. Damn. He ain't sitting around thinking of me. Oh, shit. He must have something going on. Let me figure that out. But if you're sitting around waking, what about tonight? What about tonight? Or if you take a, if you take a situation where uh, she says, maybe I'll come over right now. Okay. That means you wasn't doing shit, but waiting on her to text you. All right. You just dropped everything. Oh, I was going to go out to an NBA game, but since you can come over tonight, I'll take you. And then guess what? She show up late. She might flake on you. She shows up. Oh, don't be such a bad guy. <laughs> Maybe next time we meet, I'll let you, I'll let you put a little stank on your finger. Meanwhile, you could have had fun doing exactly what you wanted to do. A lot of you guys give up doing things for some of these people who are just messing with you. Never adjust your schedule. Yeah, and if you don't have nothing going on, act like you got something going on. I got something going on the next couple of days. This is the day I'm available. Take it or leave it. Now, the reason why you can do that is because you already got your life. You're, you already got options in life. You're not worried about it. But a lot of you guys try to do the one-off. And guys, you're not designed for the one-off. They're designed for the one-off. All right, so... This is the thing that you guys have to understand in life. It's just not options with women, but this is what makes women attracted to you. Number one, that you have options and options with other women. There's nothing like social proof that might pique her interest unless she's an ultra, really ultra nice girl. She's not going to fall for that. That's like 10% of women. The rest of them are going to say, wow. And, and he's got that type of girl. Interesting. I'm better than her. I can love you better than she can. And just know she got options too, by the way. And she will exercise them. Have some friends, go play some basketball, do something. Other than waiting around for her. Never wait around for them. So um, options trump. 
There's nothing about social. That's nothing uh, like social proof. I actually see it all the time. When I'm by myself, women always play the, I'm not going to look at him game. I'm going to look around him, through him. Around, I'm not going to do anything. As soon as I'm walking next to a woman, women are more likely to look at me. <laughs> do they looking at me, smiling at me, trying to check out who the hell I am? Because ultimately, it's always a younger woman. So younger women are like, look at this old geezer looking at me. Then I'm walking with a younger woman. They all like, the hell? So uh, now that you know these things, these things are true. Practice it and see it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Practice it and see it for yourself. See if you don't change your nice guy approach. Because a lot of nice guys get walked all over and they act like they're still doing the right thing morally. And they're winning. They're not winning. They're losing. They're losing because they're going to lose over time. <laughs> All right. You're going to be this guy right here uh, wondering what happened. <laughs> Uh, one thing that I want to make sure I clear up is because some people will say, well, women ain't paying attention to you. Uh, guys, listen, just as a safety concern, women identify just about everything around them. They don't want to get assaulted, beat up. So uh, people are like, well, you think these women are caring about you, but they're not looking at you? Yes, they've identified who you were well before you identified her. And they do this as an instinct to protect themselves. So they saw you. And as you approach them, they saw your ass out their, out their peripheral vision. Just to make sure you don't jump out and hit them with a clothesline. You know what I mean? And just take them. So they see you. <laughs> don't act, Never act like the person didn't see you. They saw you. And they are watching you the whole way through. Right? They're making sure they don't get hit. But they're also watching to see if they give you, you give them any validation. And they're watching out their periphery. So when you walk past someone, especially a female as a male, they see you and they know exactly what the hell's going on. So if they look through you and around you, they're giving you a social cue that either they're waiting for validation from you to see if you get it as an attention currency, or they're trying to say, do not talk to me. You, you don't qualify. However, if you are standing next to another woman, they can no longer play that game. They're going to see as a competitive, just as a competitive interest, how did this girl get with this guy? What does she have that I don't have? She's not measuring up you. She's measuring herself between the other girl. Interesting. This guy ain't really anything that I would think of, but he got her. What does she have that I don't have? <laughs> then when you walk past them, they looking in the reflection of the window or the mirror to see if your ass head turned. I mean, come on, man. It is what it is. Don't ever think that that's not the case. We are human beings and we're animals. We are operating on instinct at that point. There's no logic behind it. Why this and why this? Guys, it's animal instinct. This is why we do it. This is why when a dog, a female dog gets around a male dog, she'll pop a squat, lie down next to the dog. Next to the male dog as an instinct. Now, she might not let the dog do anything, but she will pop down next to him. And she'll let the dog sniff, get behind, mount, and then you got to pull your dog. Hey, hey, hey. That's instinct. 
<laughs> when we do this around each other, it's instinct. And if there's pheromones involved, if you happen to have had a woman that morning or that night before, she's going to smell that on you because we're animals. <sighs> like the rock. She's going to be naturally attracted to that. She's going to be like, damn, he got it. She's not going to say he was with another woman, but naturally, biologically, she's going to be like, hmm, pheromones. But if you walking around there with that stench of death and you ain't never had nothing since nothing had you, least likely, least likely she's going to be standing near you. <laughs> it's a wild, wild world out here. Anyway, let me do all these. Appreciate all the support. All the support. Has that happened to you? You was just beating up. You was just beating up some, and then she offered you to beat some up. You're like, I need another day's rest before I do it. <laughs> I'm going to need some rest. Uh, we got cash apps. Cash apps, then PayPal. Appreciate y'all for being patient. Somebody says, take a shower helps. It's not a shot, dude. Pheromones are through your body. It's it's through your pores. It's a natural scent. You guys, showering does not remove all of the pheromones. It doesn't remove the scent. Showers does not. You could jump in the shower, wash it off. You guys know you've been with somebody. You've been with somebody, and you can you can still smell them on you. You jump right in the shower. Their perfume. You can they can smell the perfume. You can still smell the perfume. You're like, damn. I jumped in the shower. You smell it all in your beard. <laughs> you you jump, you go to the bathroom. The smell is not 100% removed. You can still bar soap all day long. It's not 100% removed. It's on you. It's a scent. It's a bodily. It, you know, it's there. <laughs> it's going to be there. It's going to be there for a day and maybe more. Uh, Anyway. <laughs> and yo, somebody also said it. Women have a greater sense of smell. You guys know that they can smell like they'll walk into a men's lock or a men's bathroom. Oh, my God. Or they'll say you stink. Your mother always say, man, did you? They always think you stink. Women have a greater sense of smell. They can smell that junk a mile away, breezing through the wind. They know it's you. They're like, you had a woman. <laughs> anyway, what a world we live in. We're just animals, guys. We're just animals. Never think it's more than that. We operate on instinct like crazy. We operate on instinct. Oh, my gosh. I got to catch up. All right, shout out to G I got uh, Joseph here. Uh, XL Pro Services says don't get voiced. Don't get voiced, Watkins. Uh, shout out to somebody. I think Dre, you canceled it. I'm not sure. It says love the show. Thank you, man. Melvin. Says, uh, keep teaching, coach. Appreciate it. Jack Vendetta, my nice guy Gump days were cringeworthy. They will be your worst days, and they will yield the least results. 100%. You're, they will yield. But, but at some point, you'll, you know, you, you won't have to do the, the distance thing. You can just basically be direct. What you want to be is direct, not mean. Mean is not the opposite of the nice guy. It's direct. 
And then the 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 um the cheat code is then having options and leverage in life. All right. You don't have to be mean to them. Then you can tell them exactly what you want. You'd be like, she, I won't give you that. Okay, bye. All right. Shout out to Millie Brand says Law 40. Despise the free lunch. Hashtag free agent for life. Despise the free lunch. There's nothing in life for free. And especially if you're a business person, um, you know there's no such thing as free lunch. So if anybody's saying that they'll do something for you for free, you know you're not going to get great results. You're like, what am I going to get from this? It's going to cost me in the end. Anytime you've given somebody a discount, they be the worst complainers. All right. Loud Pocket says, I'm not like most men. I'm a good man. Shout out to the good men out here. Simon Small for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Yes, sir. DK, the king. Deshaun says, CGA right. Girls are desperate for boyfriends and attention. Uh, you can play that game too. Not a lot of women are getting good quality boyfriend action even if they're in a relationship they're not getting it so if you want it to be some sort of boyfriend to them you're gonna get but it's i don't know if that's worth it either uh it's a little crazy they you you might think they're getting good boyfriend action and good attention and they're not uh but they'll say they are too and this is why they always asking for more and more. They're not getting what they want, unfortunately. But even when they get what they want, I'm not happy. that's the trap. Shout out to Chizzy <laughs> for the cash app. He says nothing. My man, Araka in the building. I'm just sad inside because I got used. I got used by a girl I loved once or I once loved. Well, that's what happens when you get emotional. <laughs> I mean, uh, we all have to learn. You all have to learn. You're you're eventually going to get played out here. Uh, used, you're going to get used in some way, but use, being used is what happens out here. Once you know you're being used, you can decide what you're willing to be used with. But using is part of the transaction. But you thought it was love, and now you got used. <laughs> it's a part of the game. Guys, transaction is a part of the game. If you're trying to avoid the transaction, uh, you're a goofball. You're a goofball. You're listening to the wrong dating coach. And, and you have to accept that transaction is a part of the game. It's a part of her. It's a part of her game with you. You're expecting her to transact what she wants. What do you it take sex off the table? What are you doing? Nothing. You're gonna do nothing for her. Kirby, keep bringing biblical in the building. Yes, indeed. We're not gonna stop bringing biblical. We're gonna let them biblicals know. Uh, Kaylin Ferguson says another question on locals. All right. Appreciate you for that one. That's an interesting way to go around it. He says a marital grape is viewed as a crime, but paternity fraud isn't make that make sense. So in this culture, know that there's going to be double standards and, uh, accept the double standards. Anytime they want us to overlook the double standards that we have for women, right? They'll be like, well, if you're a stud if you have sexual partners, but we're a, a, a whore or a 304 or a harlot. All right, well, the, the reality is if you want us to bypass that, then you can also be in a sexual assaulter. You can also be charged with rape. You can also be seen as a predator because men also who are seen as good with women and they are considered a stud are also considered predators at the same time. They're also be more likely to be convicted of a 
sexual assault or a me too. They're also more likely to be called an abuser. So yes, there's a win, but you got to take the L. You can't just cherry pick the win. So ladies, if you want to go out there and have body after body after body, you can also serve prison time for assault and great when I just remove consent anytime that I want. Yeah, y'all don't want that now. We can all arrest all of these teachers and give them 40 and 50 years when they violate middle school and high school boys. You want that too? Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that, do you? <laughs> you don't want to be held accountable for that. See, there's always a negative and a positive. Yeah, men are studs for having good relationships with women, but also they don't have uh, they don't have father's rights if they impregnate one of these women. Their rights as a father is stripped away and they put on child support. See, child support is paid by 83% of the men. 83% of the child support is paid by men. And that means women are getting away with not paying child support and they're getting away with running away with babies and they're getting away with deleting them in the womb. And we have no rights. You want that too? No, you didn't want it, did you? So be quiet about double standards. Same thing with men. Be quiet about double standards. The double standards are there. It is what it is. It don't work the same, and that's just how it works. The minute we accept the fact that it works for us and now it works for women, then we got to be able to pony up too. We got to be willing to pony up, and that's just the way the world works. I'll take the double standards where they are. Uh, Mike Houston in the building. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I did give you government name, and you hit me off with a co-sponsorship. Paying my tuition and pursuing my purpose in life. One thing I'm going to tell you guys, women are not a purpose. They're not a solution, and they are definitely not something that is meant to bring happiness to you. And you are not to please them. They're never going to be happy with the almost, uh, they'll be happy temporarily, but at some particular point, they'll get used to it, and they'll want more, more, more. That's their favorite word when you get into a relationship with them, more. <laughs> And then what have you done for me lately? Not all women, but majority of them. This is just natural. <laughs> Austin Toomer says, I'm not a moralist anymore. Thanks to you, CGA. Appreciate you, man. Uh, morality is good for one reason or another, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm not a mor moral person over here. I don't operate as morality. I'm not saying I'm the most moral person over here. If your argument is you're more moral than me, well, you can have all that. I mean, you won. I lost. <laughs> all right. I lost. I'm on the dark side. <laughs> somebody said christian says the strict christian women equal a better partner um i'm gonna say no it doesn't it doesn't initially make them a better better partner but um it depends it depends on when she became a strict christian woman if she was raised on a farm in a small town all right that could work for you but i also say th this to men if you're going to be a strict, if you're going to want her to be strict religious wise, you also have to be strict religion wise. If you're going to be out here in these streets and you want her to be strict with religion, you're a hypocrite. And what oftentimes these men find out is that Bible not only restricts her, it restricts you too. 
So if you want to have and thump the Bible and make the women uh, follow the Bible, you got to follow what it says about you in there. And I guarantee you, you ain't going to want to do it. You're going to be like, I'll be on the dark side, but she got to be a strict Christian woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Good luck with that. Because that Bible going to whip your ass into the ropes too and hit you with the big boot, then bounce off and leg drop you too, and then get up and hit you with the people's elbow. You're going to have to follow the Bible too. And men want to be hypocrites when it comes to that. Shout out to Dre. He hit me up with some fuel cell energy stock. Appreciate you, man. I got to figure out how to go in there and accept all of those. Uh, this is why I choose to walk on the dark side. I'm like, look, man, <laughs> look, ladies, mm, I'm not trying to get y'all to be moral and I'm not moral. So we can all do what we need to do around here. We can satisfy each other. We can keep going on where we're going on right here. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> this is where we're going in the world. 40-year-old women. In your age group, group. I can't say how she says it. In my age group, suffering succotash. <laughs> All right. I don't care what she, and she thinking in the snicker too. All right. Shout out to my man R Ramirez in the building. Hey, Sue says she smelled like some bag of onions. Now the room smells like Badussi and onions. Ooh. Um, that's how marital, that's how marital sex be, by the way. I'm telling you the backside of it. It's not a good. They're not giving you the best version of them. Marital, marital intercourse. <laughs> They'd be like, all right, I'll give you some Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. That thing been, <laughs> that thing been fuming the whole weekend. You didn't got it on Friday night. She ain't jumping now. One shower. She ain't brush her hair. Nothing. It's still sitting in the bonnet. It's still sitting up after she got out of the shower on Friday morning. It's sitting up in that little pineapple right up here or a bun, a messy bun. And it's like that on Saturday night into Sunday morning. I'll throw you some here. She kissing all on you with her stank breath. You're like, baby, oh, no, not now. Man, go and jump in the shower real quick. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But when you married in a relationship, you take it. All right. Finally, you threw me some. This is why you got to be direct. Look, man, I expect that you go into the shower before you throw me some. All right. Before you throw me some and have some little spont spontaneous interaction with me, make sure it's the best possible version of yourself. Do not throw me that old lazy boxer short and booty short tank top. No brawl. Don't throw me. No, 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 man. Unwrap wrap that thing up and bring it to me like a proper gift. Unwrap it slowly. All right. Do a little shimmy. Act innocent. Okay. Here we go. Put the music on. Uh-huh. Light the candles. Here we go, baby. All right. Take it slowly. Slow down, baby. Slow down. Turn around just a little bit. Act innocent. Don't twerk. No, 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 no. <laughs> Freshen up a little bit. Don't throw me no pity. Peace leave. <laughs> I know how I want it. 
If you want me to stick around, give it to me like this. If you fail in this endeavor, you're going to see me all up at Secret Arrangement. I got money. Mr. Hardaway Rockaway says, Facts Coach XX's hate to be held accountable. He says, you got to give it to Kevin Samuels. Like he said, you were abused, right? He says, what? Was there a police report? Is there, if there wasn't a police report, it never happened. RIP to Samuels. He says, side note, had some soft white young underbelly. <laughs> and it was fire. <laughs> Shame on you. Mm. Yeah, soft white underbelly does sound like, I, every time I go to that YouTube channel, I'll be like, that sounds like a night at CGA's channel. At CGA's house. Was it flat back to two? He says she hates the men she creates. Brilliant. That deserves a tip. Peace, Unc. Appreciate you, sir. Sir. All right, boy. We're some mean men over here. We're the men that they've warned you about, right? But how did we get here is the question. Maybe we'll uh, investigate that. Deadly Ellie, maybe when I retire wealthy, I'll have time to clap cheeks with a nympho all day. Shout out to you. My son just arrived. He's hearing this conversation. Son, what do you think? Do uh, you want to come on to the show? Oh, he says I'm taking too long. All right. Even he's trying to rush me out of here. He wants, what are you going to do? You What are you going to cook? He's saying to quit the show. Yo, man, somebody get him. Anybody want this guy? Somebody come get this guy. All right, here we go. <laughs> he like, hurry up. What are you going to do out here? Oh, my God. Somebody hit me with a, whoa. Okay, hold on, son. See, they donating still. Chill. My man hit me with a double sponsorship. Let's give you, whoa, my goodness. The bankroll is in the building, Mr. Bankroll. Good Lord. Can I say your name? Oh, it's the ultimate warrior is in the building. $200. Lord have mercy. I'm definitely going to be hitting somebody this week, Jasmine Rice. He says, losers obsess about what they can't control. Winners obsess about what they can control. That's, wow, that's actually 100%. And I'm in this situation where I know what I can control, I know what I can't, and I'm cool with it. So I'm actually on the winning side. I like, I can't control women. They're like herding kittens. Y'all do what you do, boo. You do what you do, live it, live it up. I know ultimately that's going to come crumbling down, and I'm not going to be held accountable for it. So. I'm going to get it. He says, losers obsess about what they can't control. Winners obsess about what they can control. Shout out to the ultimate warrior, warrior in the building. Thank you, sir. And we do have some business to attend to. I love it. All right. Last couple here on PayPal. Mr. McBride, coach, I just emailed you a new meme for you to use when talking about sugar daddies and traveling women. It'll be hilarious if you pull it up. And I'll put a subject line on the email. Um, maybe not during the show. All right. I'm being pushed out of my damn own chair in my own house. You see how they do me? Where are you at? <laughs> he want to get on the computer. He want to do a live stream. I'm taking up all the internet. Shout out to SAU Engineering SS Coach. Although I have been noticing uh, that after 35 or so, the Peace League begins to uh have a scent i haven't showered in three days and i smell like a bag of onions is any of this turning you off nothing he says no matter the hygiene it's not all of women but most of them yeah man yeah well that's natural i um 
I, I I'm gonna try to maybe see if I can talk about that because there's a there's something to be said about uh, this particular phenomenon. But I want to research it and get it right so I don't seem like I'm criticizing women. But but uh, this this is true. I mean, it's true of something that I noticed as well. But um, we'll talk about you know how what what plays into it. This is why they have to see the doctor a lot more. This is why in the past they've had products and care products to care for this particular place young girls were oftentimes schooled by old school moms make sure you take care of this and take care of that a lot of times it could be infections it's a very much it's a complicated thing we don't have this type of an anatomical situation to deal with and sometimes if they don't take care of themselves which a good indicator would be if they don't take care of their car and their house you can damn bet for sure they ain't taking care of that either Okay, if their if their floorboard in their car is dusty and dirty and shoes and pack annihilators and and bags of Doritos on the floorboard and the, and the back seat is all filled with shoes and and dresses with tags on them, you know damn for sure ain't nothing about to be taken care of on there anatomically. All right, we just know just know that, especially if she smokes weed. All right, so <laughs> if she a weed head and her hair is nappy, you already know the nappy dugout ain't what you need it to be. I mean, I just just go on and assume it and you might be following up a couple of dudes or two over a couple of day period. So you guys have to understand that. That's why when I see people in yoga pants, to me, that's a that's a bad sign. That's that's a sign that ain't nothing being taken care of. All right. And I know this as a professional because I've caught I've caught women doing that, that, you know, that I've trained and that have been the gyms. Many times they ain't even jumped in the shower yet. Many times they haven't shaved their legs or maintained any. Many times the yoga pants creates a, a situation which uh, creates a moisture. Right. They'll be least likely to be, they'll be more likely to have an infection as a result of wearing those. All right. Um, and it maintains, it keeps sweat and preserves sweats in certain areas. And that's not good. It doesn't let things breathe. There was a time where they couldn't wear anything but cotton underwear because of that area uh, because of that reason but now they don't wear they wear everything but that you know g street you know what i mean like they're not even wearing the proper attire to manifest healthy it's a, i'm telling you man it, it's it these are indicators that you need to look at the the type of clothes they're wearing and choosing doesn't even manifest healthy healthiness i'm trying to say this nicely so i'm not people don't say this is hate uh, sometimes they not airing it out. Dude, I saw a woman the other day. <laughs> I swear to God. There was this, I don't know where we were, but it was windy. And uh, there was a corner. I think we were like at a strip mall. And there was an area where there was a corner. And it was windy that day. And as I'm turning the corner, she was standing. I think it was in a mall. She's standing there kind of with her, her legs parted, right? She's standing there. And you can see she had a dress on. And she's the dress is kind of blowing. But she's standing on, on her phone. Now, most men will be like, oh, look at this woman. I immediately was saying she's airing it out. I said she's airing out that area. Because most people don't stand with their legs parted like that. Most women will stand cross-legged or legs standing up. And, you know, it's kind of changing with the culture. But I was like, she's airing. She's airing the area out. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, look at what she's doing. I was like, why is she just standing there right there? And you can see her dress was breezing. She airing that thing out. But I know this thing. I know what's going on. And it's okay. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> All right. We still got more. 
Billy the Kid, most valuable lesson I learned with uh, XXs is that their best years is when they are younger and nice guys will not experience this. Very sad, very sad. Most men, um, this is why, yeah, most men will, uh, will always, again, it's kind of like the wonder years. The whole show and episodes of the wonder years was about that. He was older and he was now referencing back to uh, what was the character in the Wonder Years name? I want to say Gwen, but maybe that's wrong. But he he was an adult and his whole framing was the girl from his younger years, the Wonder Years, the magical years. This is when it's magical with women. When you're older, ain't not much magic. All right. And what was the girl's name? Winnie Cooper. Yeah, Winnie Cooper. So all through your years as men, your middle school, high school, those are the girls are absolutely magical. Then when you get the college years, most men struggle during these years. And this is when they're absolutely magical. Then by the time you get 25, 26, you're starting to have a little bit more success. And then it tends to be with women in that age group. But you're always going back going, dang, I didn't get. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And so men don't have success during these years, but that's the years they're most likely to be infused with gallons and gallons of testosterone. This is what they wanted them and they could never really quite get them at that age. But some guy got them. Some guy did. All right. Uh, what were we at here? Uh, wait a minute. Did I give Mike Houston his props? That was a co-sponsorship. He's on paying tuition and, and on his purpose. Thank you. I, I I gave you government name here. Uh, let's see. Actual King Smith reported two days ago, Busy Phillips divorcing. Yes, I covered that towards the beginning. And that was this woman right so here. So I could focus on my career. He took the year off and he ended up getting divorced. He says, I'm behind the live, but didn't realize you knew. Thank you, sir. All good. Uh, St. CBK says that Bordussi smell. It's the smell you want. And then after a while, he says, got that smell on me. Yeah, you got you got that smell on me. Uh -uh, wait, wait, pause. You got it on you. All right. Alexander Ruffin, just being such a good man, supporting the coach. Thank you, sir. And I hope everybody can learn from this. All men have to learn this. And uh, guys, just know uh, when I say women will manipulate this situation, again, it's not bad. It's that. They can get you in a situation to get things from you and give you nothing by being the nice guy. Like that's what's happening in the transactional relationships and all relationships are transactional. What will eventually happen is in order to be around nice guys, what she's now expecting is that you're going to work to transact something, but you're going to do it over the longer haul. And in the past, men did not have to do that with her. That's a significant amount of manipulation. And they're telling you you're a better man for doing such. I don't see where that I, I, I get it on the moral standpoint. So if we're all following the same morality, okay. If we're all following the same Bible or religious context, okay, I'm fine. So if we're making this a moral thing and a religious thing, fine. But this is not a moral concept. This is actually immoral. Because she was doing immorality prior. And you were doing immorality prior. But now all of a sudden, we're going to do moral now. No, 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 
Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nah, we ain't playing that game, baby. You ain't about to get me back and say you're such a good man and all that. No. Hell no. No. All right. Shout out to the coach gang. Look, thank you for all the support today. This was a very important message. We're going over three hours. So the haters are definitely going to be mad at this. And my boy, Avery Vans, that's got a timestamp. This is like three hours, Sean. Even my own son is like, come on, Sean. All right. That's how bad it is today to be CGA. I can't please nobody today. Where is he at? He probably trying to shoot me with a poisonous arrow at this point. All right. Let's leave you out with a couple of videos today. And that'll be that. Shout out to this woman right here. I respect any man who can heal a heart he didn't break and raise a child he didn't make. Goals. <laughs> who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> Who was the best kisser? Who do you think loved you the most? <laughs>